And good morning. It is Glenn Clark Radio. I am Glenn. He is Griffin. Joining us this morning in studio, uh, this man has probably heard more of my voice than he has ever cared to hear and would be just as well never hearing it again. Uh, he's been interning for us at uh, Press Box this semester. He's a baseball player over at Stevenson. Brady Power is in the studio. Brady, why don't you slide you slide up a little bit close to that microphone if you don't mind. I'll let you say hello. Good morning, man. How are you? Uh, we need we need Brady's microphone on too. Yeah. Would be the way that would work. Yeah, that's much better. Happy to be here. Uh, thanks for coming in and hanging out. Thank you for all of your hard work this semester. Absolutely, when my you, pleasure. When you took this internship, did you realize how much transcribing you were going to have to do? Well, no. Yeah. But I figured, you know, it, may, it would make sense. You know, writing internships yeah, probably you know, involve a little bit of a little bit of reading, writing. I have yeah. said for some time. If I could do this without having to transcribe, it'd be the greatest job in the world. Absolutely. Transcribing, and you have to keep doing it no matter how old you are. Like, there's never a day where you can just, and people are like, well, you can use transcribing a, a software. Yeah, you can try. Yeah. And you're going to get something that at least maybe gives you a, like a governing body for what it is that you're doing. But you still got to go back in there. See, it's about, it's about the process. I think. Yep. You, you just, you got to, you got to bite the bullet and you just got to do it man I, if it there takes are a while. if there are people that have learned it takes the, a while I, you say that if if someone <laughs> when someone tells me that they actually enjoy transcribing i start to wonder if they They're should lying. be on the no i mean like should they be on a no-fly list because oh. i'm pretty sure there they're a psychopath there yeah, might be something up there yeah. i think there might be something <laughs> a little bit weird uh, uh quickly tell me uh you're from you're from here of course you went to yep. calvert hall right yep yep so i'm uh, i'm from right across the road uh from calvert hall graduated there in 2019 and uh yeah now i'm at stevenson still playing the baseball you're and, a pitcher uh, yes sir you're pretty good i hear I'm, i hear you're all I'm, right i'm, I'm pretty I'm, I'm not bad i hear you're bad. okay i hear you're decent I'm, at I'm this good. whole thing right yeah. i've been there i've done that could you could you be the fifth starter for the birds next year we are uh no, no, everybody's no. getting see, all their they, hopes they, up about see, Corbin they, Burns. See, I think they improved enough that I don't think that you would wouldn't be, be able to. There were years, or maybe you could have made maybe the rotation. two years ago. Yeah, I right. Have. This year yeah, might so. be a little bit more this difficult. There are more tough. qualified candidates to the rotation yeah, this year I than there have so. been in past years. <laughs> everybody's really getting their hopes up about Corbin Burns. I'm like, eh. you know, the funniest yeah. part too is watching on Twitter. Where everybody throws out like the, would you be willing to give up Cedric Mullins and Colton Cowser? And everybody's like, no. And I'm like, the funny thing about that is even that trade probably wouldn't get you Corbin Burns. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're not willing to give up enough to not get you Corbin Burns. It's, it is hilarious to me whenever we have these conversations about what people think someone's value is versus what the actual value of a legitimate ace pitcher is. <laughs> Like, you realize this is Corbin Burns we're talking about. We're not talking about, you know, Jose Quintana, as we were discussing yesterday. We're talking about a legitimate ace in the majors at the moment. You're not just prying at people like, well, I'd give up, you know, Connor Norby for him. <laughs> I bet you would. I bet you would. You know what? Me I like, too. I like Connor Norby. I'm I like Con Don't get me wrong. I like <laughs> Connor Norby too. But if there was a world where they were like, tell you what, straight up, Connor Norby for Corbin Burns, well, I guess. I guess I'd be willing to do that. I think anybody would take that. Yes, of course. Of course but would. there's no world in which it's happened. Oh, well, no, it's, it's not insanity happen. the way that we discuss these things. I am, I am absolutely not of the belief that Corbin Burns is in any. And I'll even go as far as to say, I think it's more practical that there's some bizarro world. And I, you know how I feel. I don't think Carlos Rodon will happen. But I still somehow think that's more practical than even Corbin Burns is because at least that point you're just paying the money and it's over with. I, I just 
I'm not. I think they might trade for somebody, but I and I think there's always an argument for trading, um, given some of the areas where you have depth within the system. But I don't see it happening for Corbin Burns. I just think that is a pipe dream, man. Although <laughs> hope springs eternal. I get it. I I enjoy I enjoy dreaming as much as anybody else does. Uh, your goals, Brady. What's uh, what's what's ahead for you? What do you want to do? What do I want to do? So, looking to do sports journalism uh, in some form. Who do you, fashion, who's the like the, the the sports journalist that you want to be like? I don't know. I don't know. I don't really follow many sports journalists. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. <laughs> no, no. See, see. I, I, I just got my independent journey. Oh, look yeah, at this. Look at this guy. I don't. You know, I don't want to. I don't want to be the next. I don't want to be the next Bill Simmons. I want to be the first Brady Power. That's, that's right. Was, yeah. That's what I. I hear over there. Uh, great to have you in. We'll uh, places you want to jump in during the course of the show. By all means, you can hang awesome. out and. Uh, I, we might have you involved in picks this week because I think we might do a side bet on picks this week. So, Alrighty. might you? Uh, you're a Ravens fan too, right? You're an Orioles and a Ravens fan, lifelong. That's right. Yes, sir. Excellent. Can you? Uh, can you? Can you play wide receiver? Actually, I'm not bad at football. Did you play at Calvert Hall? I didn't play football. Okay, All but. Right. I'm Did you play any other sports, or was it always just no, baseball? No, it, it was just baseball because that was just kind of what I was best at, so I okay. just kind of stuck with it. All right, man. So. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's working out okay for you. Got uh, You got yourself a nice education out of it. That's you're, right. Yeah. You're doing, well, doing things. That's what it's about. That's what it's yeah, about. Yeah, right? That's mm-hmm. all that matters. That's all that matters. That's all that matters. You're a that's student that athlete. That's, that's what right. you are. Student comes first. You got a nice uh, new facility. We did. We got a new field. That looks amazing, man. Every time I was over there, I'm like, holy crap, look at this place. Jeez. So now you're going to start winning championships, right? That's 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 the uh, that's the goal. All right, let's that's get on that. I built you this nice that's new facility. It's time. It's time. Let's go. No no, no excuses. No more fifteen minute drives over right to the green spring. Let's get that's uh, right. Let's start winning some titles over that's there. Right. some baseball. That's Brady Power. He's in the studio with us. He's been interning for Press Box this semester. He's a good kid and he's been working hard and I appreciate all of it. Uh, busy show on tap today. Lots going on in the program today. The great Brandon Stokely, Super Bowl champion, of course. From the uh, Super Bowl 35 champion Baltimore Ravens, the man who, um, as we like to joke with him, he ended the white cornerback in the NFL because of the way he skull-dragged Jason Seahorn on that early touchdown in Super Bowl 35 when Brady was, I think, a, a minute old, maybe, at most. Maybe. I don't even know if he was. That would have been in January of 2001. Were you alive? No. I was six months. My old. God! No, you see, you're a little. Oh uh, boy! You're about seven or eight months a uh, little too early. Though. All right. Well, here we go. Anyway, <laughs> Brandon Stokely will join us. He's now, of course, a radio host out in Denver. So we will preview the Broncos with him. And boy, have things been going well out there! What a time it must be to do radio in Denver. Oh my God! Could you imagine how hopeless it must feel to be a Broncos I, fan at the moment? Uh, fortunately, like, no. You made maybe <laughs> the worst trade in football history, and you can't get out of it. There's nothing you can do. You're I'm, sh- I'm sure the Colts are looking at Russell Wilson. Oh, you, you think that's <laughs> the logical next step? Yeah, <laughs> I can see it. Um, they got to hire. Well, maybe they're going to stick it with Jeff Saturday. Who knows? By the way, what a weird bit from Jeff Saturday to like backtrack after you defended him. Well, I'm still going to defend <laughs> it. I think he just felt pressure. I think he felt pressure to say he was wrong and he should. And by the way, the best argument for a timeout has nothing to do with the clock. He was right about the clock. The best argument for the timeout is Matt Ryan's forty years old and they just scrambled twelve yards downfield, and so maybe you call a timeout to give him a minute. But I would have honestly let the, get set, run clock, then call timeout. This thing that people are trying to pretend like there was some sort of clock issue the other night is hilarious. It's the exact opposite of that. The danger is what if you score on the next play and you give them 30 seconds back? There was no clock problem. You got, 
it's like we don't watch football any longer. It's like we haven't watched how quickly teams are scoring and realize, like, no, you want to score at the very end of the clock at this point if you're going to score because otherwise you're in danger. Anyway, that's who cares? It's the Colts. Why do we care? Um, also, in addition this morning, Santino Coranta, Baltimore soccer legend, now led, leads the uh, Pipeline program. Um, former U.S. men's national team standout, Santino Coranta, will join us. We'll talk a little World Cup with him. Uh, his daughter now plays at Loyola. I had the pleasure of calling her matches this uh, fall, which is great. Santino, who's also very good looking. And anytime he would come in studio with me over the years, uh, we'd take a picture together. And then, like, all of the women in my life would be like, wow. And I'd say, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I, I wish you should tell me that more frequently. They'd be like, no, we mean the other guy. I'm like, oh, okay, I guess. KZ will join us for picks. Uh, and then Stuart Mandel from The Athletic, who was the first to report that Stanford has indeed reached out to Greg Roman about their head coaching vacancy. Uh, he, of course, covers college football, longtime college football writer now with The Athletic. Stuart Mandel will join us a little bit later on. We'll also get you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with Marcus Williams. That's all coming up this morning. Today's show brought to you by the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Perfect ceramic home grill or tailgate for smoking, searing, baking, just grilling all sorts of food. It also works as a waste paper basketball receptacle if you're looking for one of those. We learned that well, on TikTok. Well, when this I'm week. shooting. Yes, not for me. No. That did yeah. not go so well. By the way, Micah didn't get that, and I appreciate it because nobody could see. He just kept the camera on me. Oh, did, when you missed Nobody it. could see how badly <laughs> I missed the shot. It actually worked out quite well for me. It was terrible. Um, yeah, if you, if you follow us on TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Stecka joined in on Facebook. He said he thinks you're handsome, Glenn. So. Thank you, and oh, you know what? Does anybody else think I'm pretty? Uh, yeah, Does yeah, any, yeah. Is there anybody else do. who might might uh, yeah, think yeah. that I'm pretty? Because I, I I I could use that today uh, when I talked to Santino Coranta. Anybody? I, was, I, I had it muted. Wow, we really nailed that. Glad. <laughs> what a great setup that was. You are so pretty. Thank you, Carson. That means the world to me. He's coming back to hang out with us in a couple oh, weeks, cool. and, I, and I like that. Good. I uh, love Miss <laughs> Carson Weekly. Good dude. Uh, he's down at Ole Miss. I wonder how he feels about Lane Kiffin sticking around. We'll talk about that. I look forward to that. Anyway, what was I doing? I was talking about something. I was talking about the Ginsu Kamado Grill. Save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE, GinsuGrills.com. All right, uh, two things. Yes, obviously the big news yesterday, this report from Stuart Mandel about Greg Roman. I I'm in a weird place with this one. Um, and that's why we're going to have him on today because I want like the words being used are like he's the only known candidate, which makes it sound like it's he's going to get the job, right? It's sort of like how Trent Dilfer gets the. I had not heard about other guys connected to the UAB job. All of a sudden, Trent Dilfer got the job. Um, I, I don't know what to make of that. I don't know if it's that Stanford has zeroed in on Greg Roman or if it's just that Stanford is trying to figure out who they want to hire. Remember that this is a little bit different for Stanford. David Shaw allegedly, as of two games ago, was intending to come back. It wasn't until last week, as he says, and being home for Thanksgiving and being with his family that he just sort of decided, like, no, nah, I think I want to do a little bit more of this. I don't think I really want to go back and keep coaching. So they haven't necessarily had as much time to prepare a list as other places, like, oh, my God you believe that story of Mickey Joseph yesterday? Holy crap. Imagine if Nebraska had hired him. And that, oh, my God. 
yeah. It's horrible. What a horrible story that is. But like Nebraska had months to prepare a search and to think about who they might want to hire. Now, whether or not they got the right guy in Matt Rule, I don't know. But they had plenty of time. Same with Wisconsin to start figuring out what they want to do. If David Shaw is telling the truth, if he wasn't telling people at Stanford in the last couple of weeks, you know, hey, I'm actually thinking about this. You know, you might want to start preparing. If this really did come down where he was sitting at home on Thanksgiving looking around and being like, man, this beats coaching football, then they haven't had the time to prepare. So Greg Roman being the first candidate or being the first person they've reached out to might be nothing more than just, Hey, he's somebody that we've got some connection with. He was an assistant here under John Har or Jim Harbaugh. I did the bit that everybody always does the other way around, which is where they always call John Jim. Um, like, it might be nothing more than just some familiarity in them reaching out. And that's sort of the way that John Harbaugh explained it yesterday. He said, you know, I'm to understand it was kind of just exploratory. It's a weird spot to be in. Um, obviously, if you are a college team... You want to have your coach in place fairly quickly because there is a signing period and there's a December signing day now. So you want to get a coach hired about as quickly as possible for whatever you can salvage of a recruiting class, whatever you can work you can do in recruiting. The, the difference being because you didn't fire your previous coach, it's possible that you could be looking maybe for the next coach to carry over some remnants of the previous coaching staff um you know david shaw had a nice staff at stanford so it might very well be that if they are interested in greg roman they'd be willing to say like hey we don't need you right now we can handle this if, if you're willing to work with us and putting your staff together and keep a couple of people here that we think are important then we can let them do the recruiting work and you could sort of be the shadow coach. Ironically, we've talked a little bit about Biff Pogey the last couple of weeks, who took the job at Charlotte. Biff Pogey ain't there. Biff Pogey's working with Michigan right now. He's getting them ready for a Big Ten title game and presumably to try to go win a national championship. So, like, you can do this. Now, Biff could hire his own staff and have his own people in place in Charlotte in order to get that. The, I, I think a lot of people yesterday immediately thought, well, if Greg Roman takes his job, it means he's gone tomorrow. I don't think that's the case. I'd be stunned if John Harbaugh would allow for that to happen. I think this is the, the weird part where because you guys don't like Greg Roman, you're envisioning, well, he's gone today. <laughs> John Harbaugh clearly likes Greg Roman. I think that's... I don't know how much more evidence there is of that. Unless for some reason John Harbaugh was legitimately thinking about firing Greg Roman, and there is no reason for us to believe that. Unless he was genuinely thinking about it, I don't think there's any world in which even if Greg Roman were to get the Stanford job, that he leaves before the Ravens season has concluded. I think he flies out for a press conference. I think he's in that difficult spot of trying to do two jobs at once where he's trying to put a staff together there and figure out what that looks like but presumably Stanford would be working with him and some of the remnants from the previous staff in order to make sure that he's able to do that so I just wouldn't get your hopes up too much if you're a Greg Roman hater but this means that he might be gone immediately but clearly if he were to take the Stanford job he would be gone no later than the end of the season I guess there is some world where he'd just says, dude, it's, it's way too important to me and John Harbaugh. I don't know. I have no idea if there's a possibility that he could go immediately. But we'll see. And we'll talk about more, more with Stuart Mandel a little bit later on in the show. Um, the, the point of all of this being I, 
I don't know if he's going to get the job. And if he doesn't get the job, I've said a few times to those of you that are bloodthirsty when it comes to Greg Roman, and there's a few of you, I I think the Ravens are going to be in a, a, a an interesting place at the end of the year, depending on how this goes. And I think it's the part that we always want to keep skipping ahead to. But if the Ravens go and win a couple of playoff games, right? Like if they go and let's just say in the first round they play, let's play, let's say that we go. I think I, we tried doing this math recently, right? Let's say they're the f- five, three or the four seeds, so they would face the Jets. No, hey, damn it! Pull up the where, right. what would the playoffs would look like if they started today? So the Ravens and the Titans. I think the Titans still have no. They lost on Sunday, so they have four losses as well. So the Ravens and the Titans would be sitting there. The Bengals, I think, would be the first. No, no, the Dolphins would be the first wild card, and the Bengals. So it could very well be that it'd be Bengals, Bengals. It's totally possible that it would either be Ravens, Dolphins, or Ravens, Bengals in the first round. So imagine a scenario where the Ravens beat the Dolphins. Then let's even project and say they somehow beat the Bills in the divisional round, even if they lose to the Chiefs in the championship game. Are you really making drastic changes? As an organization, are you drastically changing something about a team that just beat the Dolphins and the Bills in the playoffs and came up short against the Chiefs. It's not even to be Super Bowl or bust. I don't know how this is going to play out. But if it goes the other way, and if, again, they fail to win a playoff game, or if they win a playoff game, let's say, you know, it seems pretty set that it's going to be one of those teams, but I don't know, somehow whatever happens, the six seed ends up being, or the five seed ends up being... Uh, it could be, I guess, the Chargers for whatever The reason. Chargers, yeah. whatever it was. And that's you beat in the playoffs, and then you lose the next week. I don't know. I don't know what that looks like. I, I get it. You guys are bloodthirsty. I keep trying to tell you. It's a top five DVOA offense. It's a top ten scoring offense. I don't, I don't know that this franchise is going to be in a hurry to move on from that. I don't know. I hear all of your arguments of, at some point, have you really accomplished something? I, I don't know. I don't know. I also know they don't have the personnel right now. Like, they've got a quarterback, and that's the list of things. A tight end, I'm sorry. They've got a tight end for sure. That's the list of things that they have. Um, there was a stat floating around yesterday from Josh Norris of NBC. We're going to get to Brandon Stokely here in one second. Josh Norris of um, – actually, I don't know if he's on uh, NBC. He's at Underdog Fantasy now. That's where he is. Fortunately, NBC like slashed their entire fantasy staff. Great call, guys. Appreciate it. Good job. Um, and he floated something out yesterday about Lamar Jackson and Rashad Bateman this season that I think sort of speaks to what a lot of us are talking about when it comes to what it is that Lamar is working with. And I, I, I think people, when they hear this, they sound like they hear it as some sort of excuse. And you can call it whatever you want to call it. This is the reality. The reality of what the Ravens are dealing with is they have nothing. They have nothing. And even when they had Rashad Bateman, they at least had something. This is the number. Lamar Jackson had 10 touchdown passes in the three healthy games Rashad Bateman played to open the season. And just seven touchdown passes in the eight games since. Just presenting anything at the wide receiver position. Anything at all. And none of us think that Rashad Bateman is Justin Jefferson. Like Rashad Bateman. Show me a lot of good things. 
But none of us believe he's Justin Jefferson. Ten touchdown passes in the three healthy games Rashad Bateman played. Seven touchdown passes in the total of the eight games since. If you don't understand, if you keep trying to pretend like the wide receiver thing doesn't matter, my God, particularly matters in the red zone. All right, uh, today's show is also brought to you by your local Toyota dealer and buyatoyota.com. The Toyota Tacoma comes in a range of models and trim lines, so you can choose the perfect Tacoma to reflect your unique personality and driving habits. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Tacomas from your local Toyota dealer today. Speaking of wide receivers, one of the best wide receivers in Ravens history, this man, of course, part of the Super Bowl 35 championship team that you're going to be seeing uh, about in the 30 for 30 coming pretty shortly on ESPN. He's also now back out in Denver as a radio host, and every time he comes on with me, unfortunately, I have to bring up before he reminds me that he is one of the few football players that ever defeated me in a game of Papa Shot basketball. He is our friend, Brandon Stokely, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Brandon, good morning, man. Thank you as always. How you doing? Doing great. Thanks for having me. Hey, man. It's great to hear from you, dude. Uh, what is it like doing radio in Denver these days? Oh, it's depressing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> excuse me. It's, uh, it's very depressing right now. You know, the... The expectations were sky high. It's been uh, it's been tough for Broncos country around here since post uh, Super Bowl Fifty. Been looking for a quarterback for years, and it's like the every year brings a new quarterback, and then not all of a sudden you you had your quarterback. Expectations were high that um, you know this team was going to be able to go toe to toe with Kansas City in the division, and it just was going to be a, a you know a great division with a lot of great quarterback play and. Obviously, it hasn't lived up to that. It's been uh, it's been worse than ever. That, yeah. That's the problem here. It's not even yeah. been close. It's been you know they're the worst scoring offense in the NFL. So it's been worse than before, which uh, makes it uh, depressing. Brandon Russ has become an easy punchline around the NFL, right? With all the let's ride stuff, with the commercials, is it all on him? Like is is he? whether it's individual or even greater than 50-50, is this all on him just not being the same guy anymore? Well, I mean, he doesn't help himself. Um, This seems like there might be a lack of awareness there um, with some of the stuff, like you said, um, that that he does and the social media posts. And it seems like it's all about the brand. And, you know, it's fine if you're winning and playing well, but once you start losing – and you're a big part of social media and you're a big part of your brand, people don't buy that. They don't like it, and it turns them off, and it turns them against you, and that's kind of what you're seeing with Russell right now. And, you know, obviously he's not playing well. I think there's a lot of different factors there. Um, You know, everyone here is kind of holding their breath that he's not on the tail end of his career, and now um, this is going on the wrong. So, you know, I guess time will tell on that because right now – uh, it hasn't been good. Uh, obviously, I think a lot of us were watching the first night of the season and started sort of wondering about Nathaniel Hackett. Um, it, it didn't get off to a great start. It clearly hasn't gotten better from there. I, I know, again, blaming somebody individually is tough when everything's going wrong, but I, is there anything that you've seen from Nathaniel Hackett that makes you say, all right, let's ease up. This guy is going to be able to figure it out at some point. It's... 
No, nothing, really, nothing. It's been bad. Um, it's been really bad. So there's he, no, he, he he's done. He's done. There's no chance that he uh, can can save himself now because you know you invested a lot in Russell Wilson. You gave him a um, gave up a lot for him and gave him a huge contract. So it's all about Russell Wilson. He's not going anywhere for the next few years. So sure. it's all about getting him trying to play at a high level and. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett's not able to do that, so you can't run that back. What happens if you run it back with Nathaniel Hackett and you're five weeks in and you're seeing the same old, same old? Now do you fire him? It just doesn't make sense. The new owners that just bought the team, they didn't hire Nathaniel Hackett. I just don't see any way possible that he's able to survive uh, next, until next year. Well, but other than that, everything seems to be going really well, man. <laughs> like, he just well, seems to... Over here, I mean, it's great. Sun's out today, at least. So you know, it's uh, everything. Everything is great, man. You guys, no complaints at all. You want a Stanley Cup? You can't have everything. That's the way that it goes around. That's right. It's fun. That was definitely fun. No doubt, man. He's uh, Brandon Stokely, of course, former Ravens receiver, one hundred four three, the fan out in Denver. Um, look, you know, as we say all these things, you know, I, I saw on your Twitter that you were watching the Ravens the other day. It's not like the Ravens have been perfect. Um, they have blown four games this season in which they had multi-possession leads in the second half, which is, uh, as you know, unheard of in this city. That is just not supposed to happen this way. Um, the Broncos actually have a really good defense. Is is there a world in which a Ravens team that has struggled could be in any amount of danger on Sunday against a Broncos team that at least presents something on one side of the ball? Well, if you don't turn the ball over three, four times, uh, no. If you don't ball, you shouldn't have to uh, worry about uh, Sunday if you're a Ravens fan. Broncos can't score, and so unless you give them points, um, it's it, they just they just can't do it. They they find ways to screw things up, uh, whether it be penalties or turnovers or whatever. Brandon, we lose you, man. I don't see that. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm here. You're good, man. I pile you. We got you back. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, I just don't see a scenario where, unless the Broncos tur- uh, get about three or four turnovers, that they can um, win this football game. I just don't see it happening. The Broncos find ways to screw things up um, every Sunday. Uh, so I think you can uh, sleep good Saturday night. I mean, I, I hope you're right about that, but we felt that way with the Ravens going to Jacksonville on Sunday, and it didn't work out so well. Um, the, the stuff that we saw on the field on Sunday with, with you know, guys kind of being in Russell Wilson's face. There were reports this week about – by, by the way, I can't imagine how much fun you're having trying to talk about a birthday party on the radio. I'm sure that's got to be thrilling, compelling radio. Um, what do we make, if anything, of that? Is there a disconnect between Russell Wilson and the rest of this locker room? It's hard for me to say. I'm, um, you know, I'm not there. I'm not there every day, so I can't, I can't, I, I can't really speak on that. Um, but you saw, you just gotta like have an active working brain here to to look at the situation and say, okay, um, this offense is really struggling. Defense is playing okay, and there's gonna be some tension there when you're losing football games. And so you saw a little bit of that last week with uh, the defensive lineman, Mike Purcell, yelling at Russ. Uh, what did they say? What I, I don't know. Uh, but I think it just kind of takes you behind the scenes a little bit of some of the frustration that is there from especially some of the de- defensive guys when they're looking at the offense and the offense is just not producing week in and week out. 
Uh, I mean, I can only imagine. It can't. It, there's no way it can be fun. There's no doubt about that. There's just no way that it could possibly be fun to be a part of that right now. They, they, do they have to retire the Let's Ride thing at this point? Like, I'm, 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 I'm looking at the Broncos website, and they got the banner up. They have to get rid of it, don't they? It's, there's no. It's got to be too toxic. They have to come up with something else moving forward, don't they? Well, that was Russ's, you know. That was Russ's deal uh, from the start. That was scripted. It was, you know, he came into his first press con- conference, and, you know, it was um, it was all about less ride. He's probably said it, um, you know, felt like he said it 50 times. So it was very scripted, and that's, that's what it goes back to, you know, when you're looking at this and you're like, goodness, man, you're trying too hard here. And then it was after every game. Even when they lost, even when they played bad, it was Broncos country, let's ride. And it's like, dude, stop it. No one cares about that. No one wants to hear that right now uh, when you just got your butt whipped. So uh, he he has stopped that the last uh, couple weeks, but we haven't heard that from him, thank goodness. Um, So, yeah, it it probably does need to be retired. It's probably like the earliest retirement ever. (laughs) It's, it's, It's over. It's past time. All right, now the important stuff. Uh, I know you weren't one of the featured guys in it, but do they let you see an advanced screening of the 30 for 30 before it airs uh, this winter, or are you going to be watching it for the first time like everybody else? Yeah, no, I haven't seen anything. I haven't heard about it. Uh, I, I know, you know, you hear you hear that they um, it's coming out, but that's it for me. So right. I don't know unless they unless they reach out to me and 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 say I can get you know take a peek at it before. Um, I'll probably be watching it just like everyone else. So I'm excited to see it and uh, kind of relive some of those moments that uh, were so much fun. Is there anything at all that you're nervous about? Like, is there anything, like footage that you remember, maybe something that you wore uh, <laughs> particularly? I, and I remember the way that you dressed back in those days. Like, are you at all nervous yeah. about maybe some of that footage showing up in a 30 for 30, the entire country seeing it, maybe even having to explain it to like your own children. Like, yeah, you know, dad dad was a lot younger then. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, not really. Uh, I don't, I don't remember if I had the blonde, uh, the tips back then. Uh, so that probably wouldn't be, uh, uh, what I'd want to see right now. Um, but overall, no, not really. And I don't think they would give me enough airtime to really embarrass me. So I think I'm good. I think they have to spend at least 20 minutes talking about the death of the white cornerback, don't they? I feel like (laughs) that's got to be a a major problem. What happened? That that should be its own 30 for 30 (laughs) right there, right? I mean, that's it right there. And obviously, uh, I'm the one that made uh, the white cornerback extinct. You killed the the white cornerback in this league. I would be a big part of that one. No doubt, man. No doubt about it. (laughs) Everything else good with you, man? Love it. Everything's good, man. I'm looking forward to watching uh, the Ravens, and yeah, uh, you I, know, you know I, I've been following them. And, and I, I saw it, you it, tweeting it, about them. It, it's a little bit of a scratch. Yeah, like I, you know, we talk a lot about the wide receiver here thing, man. I almost sound like a broken record. I hate saying it, but like, I, I, dude, I don't know how this keeps happening with this franchise where they just continue to either miss or devalue or whatever it is at the wide receiver position, and we sit back and say. Well, why are they struggling so much in the red zone? I'm like, well, I don't know. Maybe because it would be nicer to have better targets to throw to at that point. Yeah, you look at it, and, I mean, there's no better situation to be in as a wide receiver than uh, a Baltimore Ravens offense. Now, you might not get 50 targets, but you know what you're going to get? You're going to get man-to-man coverage. They're going to have eight, nine people in the box trying to stop that run, 
and it just gives you great looks to get open. Now, you have to be able to beat man-to-man coverage. You have to be able to beat press coverage, and so that might be some of the issues there. Uh, the guys just can't win, you know, when it's one-on-one situations. But as far as being a receiver, I mean, there's nothing I look forward to more than seeing one guy in front of me and say, let's go. Me against you, you don't have any help over top. So um, that's part of the problem. I think there's, you know, when I watch, and I don't watch game in and game out um, uh, every single week, but you know, I, I remember watching last year against the Dolphins, and, uh, you know, the Dolphins were bringing cover zero, giving different looks yeah. um, uh, uh, different, uh, consistently, and the Ravens couldn't handle it. They didn't have a plan for it, it didn't seem like, and that was maddening for me to watch uh, that go on. But it seems like there's too much gray area for me um, with that offense, and I say that, I mean, like, you know, receiver, quarterback, not quite on the same page. I thought you were going to do this. Well, I thought you were going to do that. And Lamar throws it here, and the receiver stops. And uh, so I see too much of that, you know. And, and um, when I was with Peyton, that's one thing we never had because it was always – everything was talked about. Everything, you know, in the meetings and on the practice field, it's like, you know, and he was the orchestra. He was the conductor, excuse me. He was the conductor of the ship, and he told you, how things were going to go. I want you to be here. This is how I want this to be done. This is what, when they give us this look, this is what you need to do. And so there was no gray area there. I just see too much gray area with this Ravens offense. I hear he was okay, uh, that Peyton fell. I hear he's decent at this. Um, Can we get you, if you think it's a good place for receivers, could could we get you, like, could you say... Odell Beckham go to Baltimore so we could like tweet you and, and have you campaign for Odell Beckham to come to Baltimore then? <laughs> that would be a good spot for him. It really would. I mean, you know, you're looking for a receiver that can uh, beat man-to-man coverage, and he is that guy. So, uh, yeah, that would be a really good spot for him. I didn't see I didn't see Baltimore on the list. Yeah, there was like it, it, he was on. We were on the list and then off, and then Josina Anderson was like, "Well, they're still in the mix, but no, he's not on not on the world tour that Odell Beckham is scheduled to take." Unfortunately, <laughs> so I don't I don't think it's going to work out. I think that's just the way it's going to go. All right, buddy, uh, Brandon Stokely, one zero four three, the fan out in Denver, uh, where my God, I can only imagine what the shows sound like these days. <laughs> like just the depression. Uh, hey, at, at least you're going to be able to get out of that contract, never. <laughs> right, yeah, what, yeah. What, exactly. What exactly. a rough time. At Stokely 14 on Twitter is how you follow him. Love you, man. Always appreciate you taking the time for us, dude. Happy uh, or a Merry Christmas to you and your family, all right? Yes, yes. I appreciate you all having me, and um, you all take care. And uh, Looking forward to the next time. Thanks, Thank, buddy. Thanks, bud. Brandon Stokely with us here on GCR. Great dude. Adele Beckham scheduling his visits, not not a Ravens visit on the list. It was weird because we had kind of all put it to bed, and then Josina Anderson on Thanksgiving suddenly out of nowhere was like, well, they're still having conversations. (laughs) Son of a bitch! (laughs) Why you got to give me the hope? He must have, like, replied to a Ravens fan, so she was like, oh, okay, so... No, Josina Anderson is a (laughs) well-sourced reporter. She would not have said that based on, (laughs) like, that's not... Josina Anderson isn't... That, who, that wasn't meant to be a dig interest. Th- who, there are a couple of dudes that have made a life out of just tweeting what other people are reporting. And it, who's the guy? Ari something or other? I, Ari, uh, I, my sports update. I, and I, Maybe the nicest guy in the pace of the world. Maybe he does wonderful things for charity. But I hate everything about his existence. I'm so sorry. If he's a good person, I'm so sorry. But he's all he has ever done is create a Twitter account that just tweets 
things that other people have said and somehow has managed to stockpile billions. Now, I get it. Once upon a time, Mike Florio did the same thing with Pro Football Talk. I understand that aggregating is not new. But on Twitter, it's so much lazier. At least when Mike Florio did it, he would add in some insight. He would add in some thought. There would be a story written. On Twitter, you're literally just copying and pasting. That's it. God. And yet, because you get so many followers, that dude has been able to get jobs. Am I jealous? Of course I am. I'd love to be able to do nothing and get jobs out of it. I work my ass off and make nothing. Yes, I'm jealous. Obviously, I'm jealous. But it still stinks, and it's a statement about where we are as a society. You got another cloud I can yell at? I'd like to do that, if you don't mind. Hey, gambling can be fun, but you should set a limit and stay within it. And remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. When we come back in, we're going to switch gears, talk some soccer. Obviously, huge Saturday morning coming up. I don't know where I'm going to go. to. I still haven't decided where I'm watching the match. I need you guys to tell me where you're watching the match. I need to know if there's a big event planned for Saturday morning. I want to be there. If it's outside, I will not be there. But other than that, I want to be there. Uh, we'll talk about it with our buddy Santino Coranta, Baltimore soccer legend. He joins us next, Glenn Clark Radio. Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. UMBC basketball is back at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena, and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com. Don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals Morgan State on December 10th, while the women square off with American on December 18th. Experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the Retrievers at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena. Lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The Baltimore County Police Department is hiring. Entry-level officers start at close to $59,000 a year with a $10,000 bonus. Some restrictions apply. Plus a great retirement plan, medical, dental, and vision insurance, advancement to specialized units, tuition reimbursement, 15 sick days earned per calendar year, and even further incentives for military members and veterans. If you have a passion for service and want a career for life, visit JoinBaltimoreCountyPD.com or call 410-887-5542. You must be a United States citizen, possess a valid driver's license, and have a high school diploma or GED equivalent. The Baltimore County Police Department is an equal opportunity employer. Make the most out of every day in your Toyota RAV4. Available in hybrid or gas-only models. A RAV4 can get you where you want to go in style. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new RAV4s from your local Toyota dealer today. The latest edition of Press Box is available now. On the cover, New Maryland basketball coach Kevin Willard sits down with Stan Charles and Glenn Clark to discuss the situation he inherited in College Park and how he plans to get the program turned around. Also, inside, we introduce you to men's and women's college basketball players from all of the teams in the area. And Bo Smoka profiles Ravens receiver Devin DuVernay. Press Box is available for free at over 500 area locations, including 60 Royal Farm stores, and you can always find the entire edition 
Nation as well as the best daily coverage of the Orioles, Ravens, and Terps at PressBoxOnline.com. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today join glenn at halftime of every ravens game for the project game day halftime show at facebook.com slash sports we apologize in advance there's not much we can do about his face Online sports betting is live. Get $200 worth of free bets when you make your first $5 bet with DraftKings. Go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers to see more about DraftKings and other sports betting promos and offers. I really like the way the DraftKings is doing theirs because it's eight different $25 free bets. So you can't, like an idiot, maybe throw all $200 after one. You, you can. They're limiting you in the danger. The the. Everything you could do to make that worse by making it eight different $25 free bets. Again, go to PressBoxOnline.com slash offers to learn more about that and other great sign-up incentives. Man, it's been too long since I've caught up with our next guest, and it's important because uh, now it's crazy to me. I've known this guy for a long time, and he's always been good to me. He's come and hung out in the studio and taking pictures despite the fact that I'm so good-looking, and it's obviously very intimidating for him to stand next to me. Um, but now uh, I've had the pleasure, as in my other role, uh, one of my other roles, the play-by-play voice at Loyola, of getting to call his daughter playing soccer the last couple years, which has been really, really cool. He is uh, in charge of the Pipeline program. He's a Curly alum, a Baltimore soccer legend, former U.S. men's national team standout. He is our buddy Santino Quaranta, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Santino, what's going on, man? How are you? Oh man! Of course, I did the entire setup, and now our our of course our cord would fail. Santino, hang tight. I'm coming back to you. I promise. I did the whole thing. I gave him the big push. Santino, what's up, buddy? How are you? You were good, man. Oh man, you it was good. It was really good. Everything good, dude? Can't complain, man. Just uh, just chugging along. How about you, bud? Good. Everything is great, man. I can't tell you how cool it's been uh, having Olivia over at Loyola, man. Like it's it's. It's it, boy. It's definitely given me a moment where I've had to think about how old I am. By the way, which is tough. I don't much care for that. Um, my my sons are seven and five, so I'm not I'm not there yet. I can only imagine how much it's aging you. Uh, thinking about that, I am old. Dude. I am old now, man. We're uh, we're getting old, but I tell you what, you do a great job, man. I enjoy a lot of times I don't get to to watch just. Um, live you know and uh enjoy listening do a I, great job i appreciate you man i appreciate it. i know and, and i know you got to coach her before she came over to loyola she was part of the program how I, I, like you've done so many things in your life man but how special is that like coaching your daughter and preparing her for her own you know incredible soccer career liz lives a great kid man and and one of the things that always happened with with our relationship was it was really genuine and uh she didn't get treated any different from me. I was always honest with her, but I, the one thing about her is you watch, she works really hard and she does a lot of dirty work, you know? And so when she had that, we were always, um, it was never a problem attitude wise, her, just her mentality. She's a good leader. Um, so it's great, man. It was always fun, but it's even better now to be able to watch and see her 
kind of go off on her own and uh, create her own little pathway. You know That's what I awesome. mean? That's awesome, man. And you're right. She she is she will sell out, dude. Like she is not afraid. A lot more than me. Man. A lot more than me, buddy. I told her. That's not for me. Some of the tackles and headers and stuff, I said, it's not for me. Well, when you're as good looking as you are, Santino, I understand. You couldn't, hey. you couldn't mess up that face, bro. That's the moneymaker. Like, I understand how that works. Oh, dude. I um, told her. Yeah. Post-game interviews. Post-game interviews, but I had to look good for the post-game exactly interviews. Exactly right, bro. And I know you, you did your own TV yeah. for years as well. Like, you had to make sure you had that moneymaker. <laughs> All right, so here's my question. How excited should we be? And, and I ask this in the context. I, am, I, I was overjoyed by the effort that the boys put in over these three matches. Obviously, the second half against Wales stunk, right? Like, it was terrible. Unnecessary foul. They got their asses handed in the second half. Fortunate they were able to come away with the draw. But they played you know, really well against England, how hard England was trying to get a goal. Like, we can debate about that. And they gave an incredible sure. effort against Iran, we just acknowledge that's the same Iran team that England beat 6-2 a couple matches prior, right? Like, how sure, excited sure, sure. should we be about what we saw from three, these three matches, and how much should it make us believe that they have a chance come Saturday? Uh, really excited. Um, we should be really excited and proud because this is, like anything, these tournaments are very, very difficult. When you're in a tournament setting, it doesn't matter. Look, our expectations in this country for anything that we do, soccer, whatever sport, whatever, whatever we do, is always to be the best and to win everything, right? And if you fall short, somebody's doing something wrong. But there's a lot of intangibles that go into this stuff, you know? The opponents, the referees, the, how each player feels. And, and, you know, a young team like that, to be able to perform um, at a level that they're performing, that's pretty good, right? And they're confident, and that's the one benefit of, of young players. This is what – you look at Belgium. You look at – these guys look they're, – they're tired. They look not fun to watch really, right, this tournament. But there's a lot of – that's their golden generation, a lot of older players. This younger generation of players, they're fearless, man. You know, like the moment isn't too big. It's a tournament. It's another, another, another game. And uh, – I tell you who else deserves a lot of credit, man, and he, he took a lot of heat is Greg Berhalter, yeah. man. Yeah. He really does. And uh, that's that's the reality of, like, allowing kids to perform and not, like, over-managing them and, um, you know, kind of being on the same level as them and understanding who these kids are. And I say kids because they are kids. No, it's a young team. There's no doubt about that. Santina Quaranta with yeah. us on GCR. To your point, Drew Forrest and I were talking about this yesterday. Like, look, I am still I, – I have to be honest with you, bro. I don't get why we're not seeing much of Gio Reyna. Like, it makes no sense to me. But to your point, the decisions that he's made, he has seemed to push all of the right buttons to get as much as you could possibly ask for from this group to this point. For sure. Listen, the Gio Reyna piece is um – He's one of my favorite players, man, because of the way he plays the game and his his arrogance and the way he drives the players. That's like you can't teach what he has. And I can't question – well, I can question it because now I'm just being a fan. I can question, you know, I'd like to see him – a guy like Haji Wright, I don't – I think that he's average, to be honest with you. I get it. Um, yep. But a guy like Gio – yeah, a guy like Gio Reyna, he's not average. He is he, – he's different, and uh, I like players that are different. And – we don't know what's going on in that camp, right? You don't know how his attitude is in training. I've been there and understand, you know, from the outside looking in, these players, why is he not playing? There's a lot that goes into it, how he's acting in, in the team, the team room. You know, there's a lot that goes into it. 
Uh, I'm not going to try to compare you to Christian Pulisic because I get it. Like he's n- almost no one, maybe Freddie would do in this country. Almost no one has dealt with the burden that he's dealt with of being the guy that's been expected to lift an entire country up. But you definitely dealt with a lot of pressure. I mean, you were a phenom. You were someone that had a burden on you. When when you see him get that moment, and I pray to God that he's going to be able to play on Saturday because, my God, do we need him. Um, but what did that mean to you to see him finally break through for all the good that he's done, now maybe starting to get a little bit of pushback because you know he isn't Jesus in cleats necessarily? Like To get that moment, what did that mean to you? I was really happy for for him because he he does deal with a lot. But at the same time, but I'm going to tell you this, and and this is just me being blatantly honest, is like I would have expected him to when they say selling out or your body, like I would expected him to have done that in in training or anywhere else. This is just what we do yeah. because what comes along with it is all the accolades. And I was telling my son this: it's, um, this is something I'd expect him to do in training for free, right, at our training session because that just shows your willingness to score. Um, but now you're talking on a world stage and Weston McKinney said it best. There's 23 other or 24 other guys that would have done the same thing. And that's the way that it should be. He deserves it because he is, um, he takes the most heat when they, when they're not great. And, and when they are great, he scores, he deserves it. He deserves the accolades, but at the same time, the expectations look, he, he's a player. He loves it, right? This is what we love. Did did pressure for him um if you don't have it it's not worth playing man it's I no mean, fun i i, you know? I appreciate that. it i appreciate that right like this is what this is what you're born for and to say hey do this at all yeah. moments um man i i love everything about it so okay now what what's it gonna take on sat i mean this is this is a different animal man <laughs> like this this dutch team i look at them they're big they're physical there, what is the roadmap to them having a chance to pull this off on Saturday? So the the, the three the three games that they played um, in the group are going to be or they were all different games, right? Different types of games. This game this weekend um, against Iran, the game that they were always going to be on the front foot of that game, right? They were always going to be on the front foot. They were better. There's no no two ways around it. This game. You can go on the front foot, and you can take chances and take risks, but you've got to understand you're playing against world-class players and, and just chasing and pressing, and this is a whole different animal because the talent level is to a, the 10th degree now, right? And so these are sophisticated players that can hurt you uh, and at any time. So there is a lot more tactically, tactically that's going to go into this game and to winning it because over the course of 90 minutes, there's going to be ebbs and flows, and we're going to be on the edge of our seat and saying, why are they not doing this? Or why aren't it? Because the average fan just doesn't understand that you can't go and press uh, uh, a Virgil van Dyke because he'll play right through you. Yeah. And these guys are so talented. And it's the same with us. We have players that if the Dutch, the, these guys will hurt you, Wea, and they will, they'll hurt you. So there's a tactical, sophisticated, small details that go into winning this game that the average fan just doesn't even understand. Are, are you expecting for the U.S., like, which is defense has been very good. Like, obviously, the defense has been for outstanding. Sure. And, you know, my God, I needed a cigarette after those last 20 minutes on, on Monday. Sure. I mean, that was unreal, <laughs> right? But, like, are you expecting them to sort of say, hey, you know, nil-nil would be really good for us. Like, getting through 120 minutes and giving ourselves a chance in PKs would be incredible. Are you expecting them to maybe pack it in 
a little bit more and say, you know, if we get a chance, we'll take it. But but we understand what we're what we're up against. It's not in their makeup, man. Okay. And so, like, it feels it feels like to me if you do that with these young kids and you go into it's like horses in a you have to let them go and you have to let them express themselves because if you go into it now on the high that they were off of Iran and you hold these guys back, first off, it could be suicide, right? If you do that, if you let them have the ball for 90, they're going to break you down. They're going to hurt you. Yeah. If you have to make them uncomfortable and you have to, you have to be, you know, if you look at, look at the way, um, even yesterday, Poland played against Argentina, they sat the, they were, they got disintegrated. Right, and and you can't allow players just to play for ninety minutes like the Dutch and, and just dominate possession because they'll hurry it. You, you get too tired. So I think they're going to have to go after them a little bit. And I wouldn't be surprised if we did. And um, and to make I think they're beatable. I really do. I think it's a decent matchup um, for this team. I think that we're athletic in in areas that um, it's critically important to be athletic in. If that makes sense. And I think that they're they're a team that likes to go, and uh, it'll be interesting to watch the, the tactical piece of this whole thing. To your point, man, I, Iran nearly broke through in those closing minutes, right? Like, I mean, they they, they were they were holding on to their butts in those final seconds. Think, but think about why. Think about why they were playing a five-four-one, right? Right. And this is what they're they're sitting in. And if you allow any team at the World Cup to just come at you and crosses in a box. It's inevitable that Something's you're going to go wrong. This yeah. is just the way you go. Yeah, yeah it can't happen. I mean, you got to, on the flip side, you have to make it uncomfortable for, for the other group. And I'm not saying for 90 minutes you're going to have to to go and press, and but you're going to have to, at some point, you're going to have to try and score. I get right? it. And, I get it. And that's man, the way it goes. That's my philosophy, man. And maybe that's why I'm, you know, oh, I go for broken. I'd rather watch these guys. I'd rather watch these guys go for it and, and lose six to four than to sit in for, and this is our country's mentality too, right? I, I think the fans would appreciate these guys going for it and appreciate a performance. That's like, we're proud of, right? Yeah, we're go, never proud. Go play. To sit yeah. In a bunker and, yeah. And go if, and do it. If, if at the end you come up short, so be it, right? Like, so be it. You so, gave it everything you had in order to try to pull it off. It's a shame. There isn't, look, I'm not taking anything away from Matt Turner, who for the most part, I think has played well. But uh, remembering the last time we were in this position, this position, it's a shame there isn't a Tim Howard back there to try to come away with what a hundred saves like he did against Belgium uh, the last time the U.S. was in this spot. Man, that would be nice. Um, Santina, what for can sure. we what can we plug for you, bro? Like, where can people find out more about Pipeline? Like, what can we get a plug in for? It's a man. I tell you what, things are good. Uh, the Pipeline is is wonderful. It's the the ECNL, the youth organization that we have, has been great. Um, a lot of college commits, just really cool stuff for the area, man. Um, nothing really to plug, just that we're uh, we're always there for these players in the area. Love you, man. It's so great to chat with you. So happy uh, for all the success you continue to have and what you do for the soccer community in our area, brother. Uh, enjoy it. We'll be in touch again soon, hopefully. Hopefully there's a stunner on Saturday, and we got reason to talk more U.S. soccer before this thing is over, bro. It'd be, it'd be great, man. be great. Appreciate you. Thank you for doing this, dude. Take care, brother. Santino Quaranta. Man, love that guy. Great dude. Uh, obviously incredibly talented player and now uh, working as a coach and doing amazing things. And just love seeing all the success he has had. And his family continues to have it. The Quaranta family is sort of like the dominant family 
um, when it comes to soccer in our area. Hour number one of today's show, Winding Down. It's also been brought to you by your Baltimore area Chick-fil-A restaurants. Whatever it is that you're doing. You get your family together for like a cookie baking day, something like that. My family does that. We uh, get together for a cookie baking day. Entire family spends a Saturday in December baking all sorts of cookies. I eat no cookies. We take like one bag and we give them to my kids and then we just donate the rest of them to where whoever... I'm not even kidding. I'll probably bring them in here. Griffin will end up with a boatload of cookies. Great news for him. Yes. What's the line from Jingle All the Way? My cookies. No, those are my cookies. You've never watched. No, I haven't. I haven't watched Jingle All the Way. I mean, I know Arnold's. It's but it's not. It's a terrible film. (laughs) But it's but it's it's kind of a wonderfully terrible film. Like it's a bad motion picture, but you get joy in how bad it is. Gotcha. Okay. Right. So like almost like a black. Comedy. Jeremy and I last year did a our our holiday special last year was we did a drunken table read of Jingle All the Way. <laughs> it was magical. He did the Arnold stuff. I did Phil Hartman. It was a terrible film. Ah, I can't. I can't. I, I'm a. It's a bad Phil Hartman. But as I got I, drunk, I, think I think it's good it was if, you, all right. if you did it right now because I I don't. Yeah, you would have no idea. Yeah. Correct. Thank you. I appreciate that. Um, we had such a good time, man. <laughs> I love doing that. Uh, anyway. As I was saying, you get your family together for something around the holidays, whether it's that, maybe you guys go caroling, whatever it is that you're doing, let Chick-fil-A handling the catering. Everybody's going to be much happier that way. If you're looking for a simple holiday meal, try Chick-fil-A catering from Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese. Enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app. Bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. All right, KZ joins us next. We're going to make our picks, and I think we got some side bet action for our picks this week, at least three of us at the table. You can come back in if you lose, Brady. You can come back in and do another show. If you lose, you come back in. All right, very good. So three of us at the table. Maybe we'll see if KZ wants to get in on it as well. See if Steck goes. Well, no, he's in Arizona. Never mind. That won't work. Well, he probably has to come back to do something else. Maybe he could just kill two birds at one stone at that point. I don't know. We'll see. Anyway, uh, we'll do picks next. Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. Experience the best in Kamado Grilling, a complete outdoor cooking appliance. The Ginsu Kamado Grill allows anyone to sear, grill, bake, and smoke all types of food. Designed for efficiency and function, the Ginsu Kamado Grill upholds the enduring legacy of the iconic Ginsu brand. The Ginsu Kamado Grill is perfect to cook all year round, is great for parties, and ideal for tailgating with your friends. Reserve your Ginsu Kamado Grill today at ginsugrills.com and get $100 off on your pre-order when you use the promo code tailgate that's ginsugrills.com reserve yours today umbc basketball is back at chesapeake employers insurance arena and tickets are available now at umbcretrievers.com don't miss any of the great early season matchups as the men take on local rivals morgan state on december 10th while the women square off with american on december 18th experience the excitement of game day at the peak by getting your tickets right now to come see the retrievers at chesapeake employers insurance arena lock yours in at umbcretrievers.com 
Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Another Orioles season is in the books, and the Bataround was there every step of the way as the Birds posted their first winning season in six years. And after promoting two number one overall prospects in Adley Rutschman and Gunnar Henderson, Mike Elias has said it's liftoff from here. Hi, I'm Paul Valley, and along with my co-host Zach Goodman, we'll be here every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon all off-season discussing every signing, trade, and waiver claim as we navigate the cold winter months that lead to spring training. You can watch us at youtube.com slash pressboxonline and facebook.com slash Pressbox Sports or listen live at pressboxonline.com slash radio. And if you miss a show, you can find us anywhere you get your podcast. So tune into the Bat Around with Paul Valley and Zach Goodman every Saturday from 10 a.m. to noon, right here at Pressbox Sports. Whether your focus is luxury and comfort, convenience and technologically advanced connectivity, or sporty performance and aggressive styling, we've got the perfect Highlander for you. Check out buyatoyota.com for deals on new Highlanders from your local Toyota dealer today. If you can't listen or watch live, you can subscribe to the show via Spotify, Amazon, or Apple Podcasts. Leave a five-star review while you're there. Or, if lying isn't your thing, we'll take a a three-and-a-half-star review, too. The Comfort Classics menu is available at your neighborhood at Glory Days Grill. It features the twisted ribs and wings combo, the winter spinach salad, the citrus salmon, the mac and cheese bites. Go ahead and, and say it. The bourbon butter cake. Oh, my God, it's so good. Thank you, Griffin. I appreciate that. Uh, Mr. Richard's Meatloaf and so much more. You can pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider, Devil's Backbone Cranberry Smash. Get your order in at your neighborhood Glory Days Grills. Go to glorydaysgrill.com. That's the website. Of course, always the best place to watch, hang out, games. Glory Days Grill. Love them. All right, love Ken Zalis. He's back with us now here on GCR. Dude, did you just fully go into the tank at this point? Like, if you just are you trying to get a higher pick in next year's uh, like picks draft? No, no, I'm I, I just, I'm just not paying it. I mean, like, what happened to you? You were, I know, last week I, wasn't, I, I, wasn't wretched, but last we week wasn't terrible. No, you were four or five last week, but like you were leading by a few games not that long ago. I like, was. You had a comfortable margin at the top of the table. And now you're four games back. I keep I keep taking the Ravens. It's oh a yeah, well, it's been a problem for a lot of us. The only good news for you is we've all <laughs> been taking the Ravens, <laughs> and it has not been working out except for Andrew Stecko. things last week. It's a good strategy right now. It's all a good right? strategy, no doubt about it. <laughs> All right, uh, KZ, you tell us if you want in for this one. So we are going to do a side bet. Um, uh, young Brady, who's been interning for uh, uh, Press Box, is in studio with us this morning. He's a baseball player out at Stevenson. And he's going to get in on our side bet. Griffin's in for the side bet. Um, I'm sure you noticed the Jaguars mascot on Sunday, because how could you possibly have not, correct? Yeah, yeah, I'm out. I'm out. Oh, Nobody wants to see stop. that. Nobody I, wants that's to see the that. point, Ken. No, I would, you wore a belly it. shirt in here one day. <laughs> I did. I did. That's as far as I'm going. Oh, you, I mean, you would have – I'm not saying only in the Speedo. You'd have a bodysuit on like the mascot did and then the Speedo. Oh, up for consideration. you got to give me a yes or no. Come on. 
When, when are we doing this? Next when, week? Whenever you'd be available, we'll make it work. Okay. If, as long as it's on next week, then, then sure. All right. All right. Done. Done. All right. So that's the deal. I'm, I'm, Brady, you're in? I'm all in. Brady's in. I'm all Griffin, you're in. Yeah, I mean, why And I'm why in. Not? Loser does a whole show. And there's going to be pictures on social media. Like, understand. Like, you can't just say, well, you only see the top half see, on I social th- media. I think I would look pretty good with it. Oh, look at this. Listen to this guy. Yeah. Listen to this. He's actually going to go out and buy one no matter what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He's, gonna, he's not even going to do the bodysuit. He's just yeah. going to do it. Yeah. So, bodysuit American flag speedo for a whole show. And we're going to put some pictures up on social as well for whoever loses. I, I don't know if this is going to be an anti's thing, though, because I don't want to have to order more than one suit. Like, so we might make this one. Pick the Monday night game or. No, because we can all pick that the same way as well. We might make yeah. this a oof. I don't know. We'll have to think about a tiebreaker. We'll think about a tiebreaker afterwards. All right. There's point total in the Monday night game. Uh, okay, I'm good with that yeah. as a tiebreaker. Point total in the Monday night game. I'm fine with that. That'll be our tiebreaker. All right. Very good. Now let's get into it. Of course, we have been doing this picks contest all season long. Right now, I'm sitting atop the table. Uh, I'm the only one that is at five. Oh, no, I'm over five. Oh, I'm over five hundred. Ha-ha! I'm killing it! 56 and 55! Yeah, babe, if you've been betting with me this year, you made money. How about that? Uh, two games clear of Paul Valley. Three games clear of John Proctor. Four games ahead of KZ and Kyle Ottner. Oh, wait, Proctor's checking in. Is he in? Is he in? Pro- Pro- Proctor's in! <laughs> Hell yeah! Proctor's in, too. I love this. Proctor is also in. That's great news. All right. So, um, anyway, sorry. I got excited about that. <laughs> Forgot we're doing a show here. KZ and Kyle are four games back. Uh, by the way, thank you to Kyle Ottenheimer. He got KZ's in. KZ's all the way to four games back. He's four games back. Wait, I, did you miss it when I said that to begin with? Uh, Kyle got into the uh, the raffle uh, today. Thank you, Kyle. I love me some Kyle Ottenheimer helping us, help helping up mission. Uh, Griffin is five games back, and the Vice Worm, Stecka made a game up on him last week, so Stecka's mm. back within eight, and it's going to be difficult, He's but not, down my neck. not impossible. You lose two games this week, all of a sudden, it's all NFL picks for the most part after this. I guess we pick the college football playoff, and the uh, we'll pick the Army-Navy game next week, but mostly uh, NFL picks the rest of the way. Three college games, six NFL games. By the way, at the top of the table playing for a little bit of cash. At the bottom of the table playing to avoid being the worm. Got to eat a worm burger. Got to uh, come in here and perform Scotty Two Hotties' famous worm while also getting a stink face Rikishi style and dress as the worm Dennis Rodman. Uh, in full uh, wedding dress regalia. That's what's at stake. And this week, of course, our side bet, the dress dress like the Jaguars mascot as well. All right, where are we starting? Uh, we are starting with college football. No Maryland this week because uh, it's championship weekend. Uh, but we will start Friday night, 8 o'clock on Fox. Uh, the Pac-12 championship uh, can be played in Las Vegas at Allegiant Stadium between the uh, Utah Utes and the number four ranked USC Trojans. USC minus two and a half is the line. So the bit here, of course, is that Utah beat USC in the regular season, right? And so that's the reason why the line's so small. Because otherwise, you look at a USC team that's played really well, a Utah team that's kind of stumbled a little bit, and you'd say, why is that only a a two-and-a-half-point line? And it seems like it's entirely because Utah beat USC in the regular season. I'm – I don't – I don't know, man. Maybe maybe I'm dismissing that too much. It was not – that long ago like it wasn't like it happened week one but it was legitimately seven weeks ago and it was a one-point game at utah i'm not going to read too much into it usc is playing too well usc is the pick 
I hate betting against Utah. Why? I, especially, especially in big games. If they just you remember, like, you remember they like lost to never, Florida, right? Like, and Florida lost. I understand. Lost, Florida I understand. lost to Vanderbilt. I, just, I I get it. I I I just don't like betting against them, and, and especially as it seems like they they hiccup early, and then they're, at the end they're they're always that team that is like, oh, they're better than I thought they were. But I'm not going to get cute this week uh, with everything on the line. Um, and since the, the line is so small under a field goal, I'll just take USC. All right, Brady, we'll let you go next. Who's your pick? I'll take USC. USC. Too. Very yeah, good. Right. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I think Caleb, Caleb Williams uh, slams the door on the Heisman, and, uh, and I think USC wins as well. Uh, I got all USC pickers over here. Here we go. Andrew Stecka taking a chance. He is on Utah. I get it. I get it. It's got to be bold. Got to see where you can find some. He went one and one as a lone wolf last week uh, as he got the Ravens game, but he missed on. He picked against USC last week as well. He picked Notre Dame. Did not work out for him. He's seven and four as a lone wolf on the season. Uh, next up, Big 12, the Dr. Pepper uh, Big 12 championship Thank game. You. Oh, that means we get to see the push passes, right? At oh, halftime, yay. The return uh, of the chess. God, I hate that. How have they not outlawed chess passes in those competitions yet? Ah, I hate it so much. It's the only uh, championship game with a sponsor, uh, on, with a corporate sponsor. On I'm the sure that's not true. I'm sure they are. No, I was looking at all the other ones. All right, it's just right, the right. Conference USA Championship right, is go whatever. Ahead, go ahead. Dr. Pepper, Big 12 championship between the number 10 Kansas State Wildcats and the number 3 TCU Horn Frogs. It's at noon on ABC. Uh, TCU minus 2.5. Again, that line's small enough. I, like, if that was a bigger line, I might be willing to bet TCU, for the most part this season, has not been pounding their opponents but again playing well too much at stake i i can't do it i'm i'm not even saying it's impossible that kansas state beats them but i just can't do it uh give me tcu yeah i'm in the same boat kansas state's one of those teams that that you know just plays close games even when they lose uh it seems to me but with everything on the line, and and TCU's blown out a few people for this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, like um, they killed Iowa State last week. I mean, like they murdered them. But the the co- and and like Texas and and things like that. So they they didn't they, blow out Texas at all. It was like seventeen ten or something like that. Well, I felt felt better than. <laughs> They blew um, out Oklahoma, though. I do remember that. I remember they, they blew out Oklahoma. Well, so, so did lots of people this year. That is fair. <laughs> yep. um, but I, I'm just going to take TCU, everything on the line for them. Uh, Brady? Yeah, I'm going to do TCU, too. All right, we're going to need they're, to pick some good. games differently. Uh, this is gonna don't, worry. don't worry. I'm picking them differently. I got K-State in Ooh. this one. Uh, I think TCU goes down. They're out of the playoff. Ohio State sneaks back in. Uh, so I'll take uh, I'll take a. Uh, yeah. Take the cats outright. Ooh, um, sounds like an Ohio State fan. Talking. Yeah, it's weird, right? <laughs> what a weird bit. A Big Ten fan. I'm still not even certain that they would be out, and if they lose, like I get it. I st- I do think Ohio State is better than TCU if they lose, but I don't know. That's interesting. I think the committee wants Ohio State in. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, Glenn's on TCU. I have K State. Paul TCU. Uh, Proctor on K State. Kyle on K-State, Ken and uh, Brady on TCU. Stecka is? Oh, terrible news. I'm so sorry. K-State for Andrew Stecka. So sorry. Oh, boy. I'd start. What size do you wear exactly, (laughs) Griffin? What size Speedo? Yeah. All right. Uh, I know because I had to wear a Speedo earlier this year. I'll make it. I guess I'll make it work. Whatever. All right. I think it was one size fits all for what it's worth. Uh, final college game, SEC championship. Uh, the number fourteen LSU Tigers are going to Atlanta. The game is played at the Mercedes-Benz Stadium uh, against the Georgia number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. Uh, 
Ugga minus uh, 18 and a half. I hate that, man. God, that number's so big. It's it is. so big. There's so many ways this could go sideways. I know they're begging for you to be the bet LSU, and I'm going to be a rube for doing it, but it's 18 and a half points, man, LSU. They're just begging everybody I know. to take LSU. I could, I could. I actually thought it was a typo when I saw it. I almost wrote back. I was like, really? And then, then I looked online. I'm like, wow, it's 18 and a half. Uh, again, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to get too cute here. Uh, I think LSU was one of the most fraudulent teams all year, and, and yes, they won a last, big game here and there. Last week kind of backs um, it up. I hear you. Yeah. It just, they just, it, I just didn't see it this year, and I – Truthfully, until last week, I was like, why are, they, why are they so high? They have two losses. It's like, I don't remember them being good. Um, I, I'm just going to take Georgia, and, and they're the best team in the country. I hear you. And, you know, I'm just going to do it. Brady? I'm going to go with them. I'm with Georgia too. All right. All right. Some some separation here. I like that's good. Yeah, I mean I can't I can't go off Georgia either. Uh, I don't think I don't really know anything about LSU. I would have rather pick, you know, the MAC championship or the CUSA championship. Nobody asked, nobody asked you. Nobody asked your opinion about the subject. Uh, and so I feel like this is pr- I feel like Georgia's going to win by exactly oh. 18 or something. Oh, I just got really bad news. But I'm taking Georgia. LSU. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Andrew Steck is on Andrew LSU. Is on LSU. Oh. So uh, Glenn oh, no. and Paul Valley is with you, and Andrew Steck. <sighs> I mean, I, I don't have mine being – Paul, that's fine, but the Andrew Steck <laughs> thing is just devastating. It's a real devastating blow for me. Uh, to the NFL on Sunday, uh, New York Jets at the Minnesota Vikings. Uh, that is at 1 o'clock on CBS. Vikings uh, minus three. I know we're all drunk on Mike White at the moment, but this is 1 p.m. Kirk Cousins, baby. You're not getting me to pick away from that, the Vikings. Only three on the road. Wow, everybody buying into this Jet thing. Uh, I'll take Minnesota. I don't think this is going to be relatively close. Brady? I'm going Minnesota. Minnesota as well for Brady. Uh, Yeah, me too. Um, I feel like, at worst, I feel like it's a push somehow for for whatever reason. I don't think Mike White's very good at all. I want to see Joe Flacco. If Joe Flacco was playing, I might have to think (laughs) about it. Uh, but I get clean sweep Vikings. Everybody's yeah, on the Vikings. Including Andrew Stecker. Mm, he's not which even taking you, Oh, which no. Is, which is how you know we're all wrong. We're all <laughs> I'm going. I, I am putting some money on the Jets this yep, week. Yep, I would do that immediately. Uh, to <laughs> the Pressboxonline.com slash offers. Take advantage of all of the wonderful sign-up offers available from FanDuel and DraftKings and BetMGM and Barstool and all of the uh, various betting houses because yeah that if we're if we're all on the vikings then there's no way there's it's one just p.m. Kirk no cousins way. there's, there's no you. way he pressboxonline.com slash offers uh to to back to new york uh washington commanders at the new york giants one o'clock on fox giants are getting two and a half at home against <sighs> the commanders it's what a world we're living in what a world we're living in the haters can't stand us left hand up who are we? I'm the picking commander. the Commanders. I because I'm finally out on the Giants is really what it's like. I rode with the Giants for a little while, and everybody else said they were frauds. I said, Nah, man, you're not frauds. You know, I get it. The stats don't say they're that good, but they're winning games. Um, it's it's over. It's over with them. And I don't know how to explain it. It's the Commanders' defense is playing really well. Brian Robinson is a monster. And, you know, it helps to have a wide receiver. Having just one wide receiver. Amazing what that can do for somebody. I don't think Taylor Heineke's very good, but he's got one wide receiver. The Commanders, despite the fact that they are 
road favorites. That was, that's my pick. Uh, yeah, I agree with everything you said, but it's a divisional game. I, I'll take a road a road dog in a divisional a divisional give a game. Give me dog, give yeah. me the home dog. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, the home dog in a divisional game. Um, yeah, I don't think the Giants are as good as they were uh, as when everybody was in love with them, and I I certainly don't think that the Commanders are that good. So uh, with Taylor Heineke, so I will take. The New York football Giants. Brady? I'll take the hot team. I'll go with Washington. Washington Commanders. I'm taking the football Giants. Uh, they just uh, they just cover for some reason, so I'll mm. take it. I'll take okay. The Not every game. but Not every they, game, but yeah. they, they, they do a good job of covering. Uh, Glenn on Commanders. Paul on Commanders. John Proctor on Commanders. Brady on Commanders. Then uh, myself, Ken, and Kyle on the Giants. Andrew Stecka is on the Giants. Suck <laughs> <laughs> mm. so it. Next. Uh, Tennessee Titans at the Philadelphia Eagles, 1 o'clock on Fox. Uh, Eagles land 5.5. This one's, to me, maybe the toughest pick of the week. Like, I I, uh, I, I know the Titans were a disappointment last week, but I still think that they have the ability to get teams to play to them. And the Eagles, of course, want to be a team that runs the ball, too. I think the Eagles have struggled a little bit recently. I I'm going to regret it, but Titans. I agree with you. This was the toughest game. Well, second toughest game to pick for me this week. Um, I I just think one team, uh, I still don't believe in the Tennessee secondary, and I know the, the everybody, you know, last week all they wanted to do was run, run, run the Eagles, but they have some really good wide receivers, two yeah, very do. good wide receivers. Um, and a quarterback that could get him the ball. I, I, I can see this as a, easily as just a, a good back and forth, but in the end, a touchdown game, and I'll take the Eagles. Brady? See, I'm a big Derrick Henry guy. Oh, man, who isn't? I mean, I mean, He's I, a big guy, I, I, too. I, I, I can't, I can't. He's a big Derrick Henry guy. I love Henry him, guy. but Philly's better team. Okay, I think right. it's five and so a half. I'm gonna have to go with Philly. All right, five and a half. He's gonna taking the Eagles. Um, yeah, I don't feel great about it either, but it just feels like a weird game. So I'm taking the Titans as well. Hopefully they can, you know, keep it close. Uh, Glenn, myself, and Paul on the Titans, and then uh, John. Oh no, no! <laughs> Andrew Stecka also on the Titans. I am matching with him way too much this week. That's bad news. Uh, so so John, Kyle, uh, KZ, and Brady on the Eagles. All right. Next. Next into the 4 o'clock window, the Miami by Dolphins. Way, picks are also brought to you this week by the uh, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. You're looking for somewhere to watch the uh, soccer match Saturday morning, 10 a.m. You're going to want to be in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino in Hotel Maryland. Of course, you can bet not only in your app, but also on the uh, self-service kiosks there. be an incredible atmosphere. It will be packed. And then stick around afterwards because they will be showing the Tyson Fury-Derek Chisora fight, which is only available uh, if you, if you through subscription. So um, you can watch it for free and bet on it in the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Email events at sportssocialmd.com in order to reserve your spots. Uh, so Mike McDaniel and Jeff Wilson, a uh, homecoming game to, to play Kyle Shanahan in the 49ers. Yes. I was about to say in Candlestick, but that's obviously not right. No, definitely not that. Game's at 4.05 on Fox. In Santa uh, Clara, which is nowhere near San Francisco. Niners minus three and a half is the line. Yeah, this is tough. I mean, this, like again, boy, I said the last one was the toughest game of the week. They, this one's tough, too. And the reason why this one is tough is because the 49ers defense has been insane. 
it's easier to be insane against the Saints than it is to be insane against the Dolphins. But I don't think the 49ers have allowed a second-half touchdown since, like, October or something. I mean, it's, really? it's ridiculous what they're doing defensively. But this sort of falls back to my, you give me a good football team getting points. Like, I don't think it's impossible the Dolphins could figure out a way to win the game. And so if I'm getting points, I, I kind of have to roll with it. I might regret it, but Dolphins is the pick. So I don't know if this is a switch of what I sent at the wee hours of the morning, um, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take Miami here. I don't know. I actually don't know how San Francisco is gonna score points. Um, they're really banged up on the offensive side of the ball. It's not like they're gonna win a shootout, in my opinion. I don't think McCaffrey uh, is going to play. Uh, this week, which which is probably means that that uh, Mason is the starting running back this week for them, uh, and I agree with you. I mean, it's a Miami is a good team. I, uh, their defense is 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 the part of the team that nobody gives anybody any credit for, but their defense is pretty good. Um, I'll take the points and I'll take the Dolphins. Brady, speed kills Miami. All right. Uh, I got the Dolphins as well. Half their team's on my fantasy team, too. Ah, so, it's yeah. important. Yeah, you kind of uh, need it. Right. Everybody's on the Dolphins except for Paul Valley the third. Oh. He is on the 49ers. Oh, he's a lone wolf this week. He is week. lone wolf. Andrew right. Stecka is also on the Dolphins, which is terrible yep. news for us. <laughs> Although maybe Andrew Stecka's getting hot um, like he was last week. He was like 5-4 and four last week. That's Let's not oversell that. That's not overselling. By Andrew Stecka's standards, I get it. For this, for this group standards. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, Kansas City Chiefs By the at way, the that Dolphins 49ers game. Nobody in the country is going to see it. Great, yeah, just, just a bang up job by the NFL of scheduling that game at 405 and instead giving us Colts Cowboys on Sunday night. Great what, idea. Uh, Buccaneers Saints on Monday night. Just a real, just a joy that we don't get to watch that game. Well done. Well done, NFL. The Chiefs at the Bengals. This one is 425. We'll be able to watch it. CBS. Uh, um, Bengals are getting two and a half at home. Yes, uh, Titans, Titans, Eagles would have also been a pretty good national TV game. Yeah. Well done. Nobody gets their product the way the I NFL. I love the Titans. Does. I love watching the Titans. Yeah, they're good. They're they're, they're Derrick Henry's a fun team they're to watch. Yeah, they're it. tough. Yeah, they're tough. All right, Chiefs, Bengals. Um, I know that we never pick the Chiefs to cover. The Bang man. So what's the story in Jamar Chase? Do we know? He's in. He's okay. in. Son of a bitch. I have him on the fantasy. This is really difficult now. Mm-hmm. Like it's very tough to pick against Mahomes because essentially you're picking him to lose at that point, right? Like it when the line's two and a half. If it was three and a half, it's obvious, right? You you pick the Bengals at two and a half. It's not like the Chiefs couldn't win twenty nine twenty seven or something like that. But you're essentially saying you think there's a, a, a at least a reasonable chance that the Bengals are winning the game which would be devastating to the Ravens because we've kind of looked at this and said, here's how the Ravens can create some more separation again in the North is because they still have to play both the Chiefs and the Bills. I want to do it. I can't do it. Chiefs is the pick. Yeah, I mean, you're right. It comes down to with with it under three, who do you think is going to win the game? And um, it could be a shootout. Uh, Neither defense is is too great. I'll take Kansas City in the shootout. So, uh, you know, 
Not not nothing to do yep. with the not nothing to do with the Ravens. Nothing to do with all that stuff. Just who's going to win the game, and if it's a shootout, of course, I'll take my home. We so, remember the last time these two it. teams played; it was the Bengals. Yeah, who came out on top. We it was. Brady, I'll third at Kansas City. All right, all right. I'm uh, I'm going to differ because it just feels weird. Kansas City's not a great covering team. They're probably going to be a ton of missed field goals. Normally, the game. line isn't two and a half. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm still. I'm gonna take the Bengals. Right. It just just feels. Say it again. Feels weird. Say it again. Who are you taking? The Bengals. The Bengals. Yeah. He's taking the Bengals. I always love that. Uh, and at the moment, I'm uh, I'm Lone Wolf. You are. Go ahead. Give it a half. Ooh. There he is, Lone Wolf. Bengals on the Bengals this week. And Ooh. finally, uh, by the way, we are gonna pick the final score of this game. Total points in this game is okay. gonna be the tiebreaker. Okay. All right. Uh, so it is Broncos at the Ravens. Uh, One o'clock on CBS. Ravens minus eight. Boy, do I hate that. Boy, do I hate that. (laughs) I get it. There is no reason to pick the Ravens to be covering eight and a half against anyone except for maybe the team that has Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett. That is the only saving grace here. Ravens is the pick. I will say 20 to 7, so 27 total points will be my number. Oh, crap. Whoever's picking last has to write their number down so they can't just pick. Griffin, you have to write your number down so you don't just get to pick an over and under. All right. All right. Ken. Um, this is the one that was the most difficult for me. Um, I, this number is awful. Uh, there's no reason to pick the Ravens one for any reason to cover a spread right now the way they're playing. Um but it's the it's the Broncos. <laughs> it's the Broncos. They're just there's no there's no reason they should be this bad yet they are. And we're in week thirteen, folks. You are who you are. Yep. Um, twenty to ten Ravens. All right. So you're going oh. you're going with the cover and thirty total points. Pro- Proctor needs to send someone yeah. his number. Oh crap! Right. Yeah. I do need a, a total points number from Proctor. All right. Go ahead, Brady. So I'm going to take the Ravens, uh-huh. but in terms of points, uh, I don't know. I just the, the Broncos offense. I just I don't. Uh, I, I want to give them points, but but at the same time, we well, think it's going to be a shutout. I can't imagine <laughs> that they're going to be scoring that much. So All right. I'll go. I'll go seventeen thirteen Ravens. Uh, well, you can't do that because Ken already took. Well, then you're taking the. Ken already took thirty total points. Yeah, you ah. would. Yeah, that's right. You would be taking the Broncos to cover if you went with seventeen thirteen. <laughs> you might want to go like seventeen seven if that's the case. That's it. That would be a cover, and would be a number that would work. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All right, twenty four we'll is your number. That's right. a good. Right. That's, but 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 that's a good way to do it though. Yeah, you, 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 yeah. you cut the difference there. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was ready to just jump off the Ravens after last week, but I mean the Broncos are so bad. Yeah, yeah, and I think it might be another thirteen three like game and that's enough for a cover, but I actually think it's gonna be twenty six to ten. Thirty six is my thirty six is oh, wait. Griffin's yeah, yeah, number. Okay. That's yes. Griffin's number. Yes. All right. What does everybody else have? Uh, yeah, that's right. I got to do that. Uh, John Proctor is on the Broncos. He is, and by exactly eight points. He's got the Ravens at twenty four sixteen. 24-16. So he's got the highest total right. of everyone, anyone at 40 points. So if somehow this turns into a shootout, good news for John Proctor, if this ends up mattering. What did, who does Decker have? By the way, uh, but Proctor also points out we could have let um, uh, Brady hedge his bets. Like, that would have been an option. But, no, that's no fun. <laughs> that's no fun. Um, <laughs> Stecka has Stecka also has the Broncos. Bad news. So sorry, Proctor. <laughs> Terrible news for you. Stecka's got the Broncos. Although he was the only one of the Jaguars last week, for what it's worth. 
Yeah. All right. Very good. We'll see. Those are our picks for the week. Uh, KZ, love you, buddy. We'll talk to you uh, next Thursday. You can't. You're saying you can't come in next week. It has to be the following week. I, I, yes. All right, all right. We'll talk about it. All right. At fans fantasy. On yeah. I, I, my, my, my day. This is like, like I'm in Florida right now at a soccer tournament. Oh. So it's like, like it's all uh, the days. I don't know what even days of the week all it is right, right, right now. Enjoy the soccer. And since you're in Florida, I don't know, enjoy some bath salts or something like that. I guess. <laughs> thank, yeah. thank you, pal. <laughs> Love you, buddy. Hey, that's Ken's. Take care. At Fans Fantasy on Twitter. We'll get picks up at glennclarkradio.com here in a moment. They were also brought to you by this print issue of Pressbox, which is available right now. Kevin Willard's on the cover. I don't know if you've heard, Maryland basketball is off to a pretty, pretty, pretty good start. Um, by the way, cool thing they did, they slashed tickets for the upper deck seats on Friday night. I think they're only like 20 bucks now. So they're trying to get a, a packed crowd for Friday night. If you got no plans, maybe wander down to College Park, 9 o'clock tip-off against Illinois. But go pick up this print issue of Press Box with Kevin Willard on the cover for free at your neighborhood Royal Farms and the hundreds of locations around town where you find Press Box. Read it all, pressboxonline.com. Greg Roman be leaving Baltimore for the Stanford job. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic joins us next. Glenn Clark Radio. Join the Maryland Jockey Club at Laurel Park for Christmas Tide Stakes Day on Monday, December 26th. An exciting day of live horse racing awaits you with a whopping six stakes races worth $600,000 in prize money. Plus, enjoy a specially curated stakes buffet, a delicious hot chocolate bar, and hot cider cocktails. It may be cold, but Laurel Park has plenty of horse racing excitement, food, and beverages to keep you warm. Don't miss Christmas Tide Stakes Day at Laurel Park. Visit laurelpark.com for more info. Come experience Maryland's number one sportsbook this NFL season at the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel, the ultimate place for any sports enthusiast. Take advantage of our 24-7 kiosks, massive video screens, and watch all the action from the best seat in the house. With more money paid out than anyone around, make every moment more at the new FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel in Hanover, Maryland. Please play responsibly. Gambling problem? Please call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit mdgamblinghelp.org. The weather outside is really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com glorydaysgrill.com Great food, good sports. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. Stan the Fan here, welcoming back one of my favorite sponsors, the Costas Inn. And everybody around Baltimore knows the Costas Inn is a great place to go and grab crabs, steaks, salads, soups, whatever's on your mind to eat in person. But did you know that the Costas Inn has upped their game? They are now one of the premier takeout places in Baltimore. Give them a call now to order your food, 410-477-1975. That's the Costas Inn, over 4100 North Point Boulevard. 
Looking for a simple holiday meal? Try Chick-fil-A Catering. From Chick-fil-A nuggets to mac and cheese, enjoy a variety of tray options sized perfectly for your get-together. Order through the Chick-fil-A app and bring smiles to your family gathering. Availability and order requirements vary. See restaurant for details. Tune in to Simply the Bets every Tuesday and weekend at Bookies every other Thursday at 11.40 a.m. And if you really have nothing better to do, keep listening to this show, too. All right, back in here on GCR as we continue on a Thursday edition of the program. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends at UMBC. What a huge win they got last night, man. They, I think they're still hitting threes somewhere right now. Man, they were on fire last night in their win over Coppin. They got another big rivalry game coming up in December, which, of course, today is the 1st of December, so it's only a couple of days away as they'll host Morgan State on December 10th. You got experience. Game day at the peak. The women take on American on December 18th. You can get your tickets for both those games at Chesapeake Employers Insurance Arena right now by going to umbcretrievers.com. That's umbcretrievers.com to get your tickets to check out UMBC Hoops. All right. Uh, obviously, big uh, story that had a lot of reverberations here in Baltimore yesterday. As first reported by our next guest, Greg Roman has discussed the head coaching vacancy at Stanford. Joining us now, the man who was the first to report it, longtime college football writer. Now see him at The Athletic. He is Stuart Mandel, and he's back with us now here on GCR. Stuart, it's Glenn in Baltimore. It's great to chat with you as always, sir. Thank you for taking a couple of minutes for us. Yeah, thanks for having me. Absolutely. As you would imagine, um, this was quite the, uh, the kind of bomb in our community yesterday. In this market, it was all anybody <laughs> was talking about. Um, what more can you tell us besides the tweet? Like, you know, John Harbaugh kind of described it. He was very passive about it. You know, this is exploratory. Do we know anything more about, like, the interest level between Stanford and Greg Roman? I think Greg, from what I've been told uh, by somebody close to him, Greg Roman's definitely interested. It's hard to say. Like, I think they've just had a preliminary. Certainly Stanford's going to be looking at a lot of different candidates. So I, it's too early to say where he stands in that race, um, only that, you know, it's definitely a possibility. No, that was the thing. We were talking about this earlier. The, as to where, where to understand it based on, and I read your story about it, that it's not like other schools where they've had a couple of months to think about who the candidates would be. This really does seem to have sort of come very organically with David Shaw over the last few days. So Stanford may be still in the process of even, like, gathering who they want the candidates to be for the job, right? Yeah, not only that. You know, most, let's just say, big football schools, when they have a coaching opening, are in a total rush to get somebody in place for the um, early recruiting period. Stanford being Stanford, they put together a search committee. They'll probably have to, professors will probably interview the candidates. So I, mm. I don't think it'll be a quick process. Stuart Mandel with us here on GCR. It's interesting you bring that up, right, because there was a lot of that going around. Well, you know, if he takes the job, then, then he might have to be out next week. Like this, do, this doesn't seem to be something that they are in a rush for, or that would necessarily require Greg Roman leaving Baltimore before the NFL season was over. Well, that's the interesting thing about this. First of all, I can't imagine he would leave Baltimore early. That's just kind of that doesn't happen in right. the NFL, right? I mean, college, college. You know, Luke Fickle takes the Wisconsin job, and he's already out of Cincinnati, right? Like he's done. He's gone. But NFL coaches, I believe, have to spend, you know, stay out the rest of the season. So, 
I apologize. We had a little bit of an issue there. The connection was. Oh, sorry, Stuart. We're back. I, we lost you there for one second. But we got you right back. I was just saying that you know it. It would be hard for any NFL coach if they got that job or another head coaching job to balance, you know, their weekly prep and everything with. Right. You know, you got to start calling recruits. You got to put a staff together. Um, it's a very daunting, uh, you know, first couple months. I mean, it's it's incredibly difficult to do both things at once. But you know, as to your point, unless for some reason, and I know there are some Ravens fans that are hoping this might be the case, but you know, I I don't necessarily share that opinion. Um, unless for some reason the Ravens were looking for a reason to move on from Greg Roman. To your point, I absolutely think they would want to keep him around. Um, d- does Greg Roman make sense for Stanford? Like, obviously his offense and maybe some of their limitations. Like, you can see it. He's got the connection there. Those things make it make sense, but. I don't know what Greg Roman is as a recruiter. I don't know if he's dynamic in that way. Like, does he make sense for the Stanford job? Yeah, the the interest, I think, is almost entirely because of what he did at Stanford under Jim Harbaugh more than a decade ago, much more so than what he's doing with the Ravens. Because um, as you said, it's a completely different, it's almost a completely different skill set. You know, and oftentimes we don't see, you know, just like college coaches, um, like Matt Rule, don't do very well in the NFL most of the time. A lot of NFL coaches struggle once they get to college because it's a completely different job. Recruiting being obviously the biggest difference. Um, now you've got to deal with NIL, which is a new frontier in college football. So it's hard to say, but I can tell you that there's a lot of Stanford fans who would love to kind of get the band back together because hmm. the, they still have such reverence from that Harbaugh period. Um, you know, Vic Fangio was the DC under Harbaugh. So you had Greg Roman with the OC, Vic Fangio was the DC. You know, Vic Fangio's looking for work right now. Right. And he's been, I've seen him on the sideline at Stanford games this year. So they would love, Stanford. I have no idea if this is realistic, the Stanford fans would love some sort of scenario where they get both of them. Um, wow, that's really interesting. You know, it, the interesting part to me, Stuart, I almost compare it to when Georgia Tech hired Paul Johnson, which is, if you're Stanford and you have some limitations because of how difficult it is to get into the school, and by the way, obviously they had great success football-wise for a number of years, but if there are any some limitations, perhaps you kind of get over that by saying we're going to do something a little bit different. We're not going to try to have a very prolific pass offense. We're trying to find a more specific style. And what Greg Roman does, which is not you know triple option, obviously Paul Johnson was an extreme when it came to that, but, it, you know, it kind of worked at Georgia Tech for a little while to say, look, we, we can't recruit the kids that Miami and Florida State can get and Clemson can get. They're not going to come to Georgia Tech. So let's try to do something a little bit different. Is there maybe a parallel there that would make what Greg Roman's offenses make sense at a place like Stanford? You know, the most interesting question to me would be, you know, obviously he has his reputation right now is, is, a, is tied pretty heavily to Lamar Jackson, right? Sure. And what he's been able to do with him and his skill set. Stanford has, as far as I can remember, has never had a dual-threat quarterback. They always have. They've just churned out this assembly line yeah. of six-foot-four <laughs> West Coast pro-style quarterback, right. right? Whether you're talking about, obviously, Andrew Luck, but and also Kevin Hogan, yeah. uh, Davis Mills. Davis Mills is start, you know, NFL starting quarterback now. Tanner McKee, the guy they have now, will probably get drafted. So, you know, that's kind of who Stanford can get, right? Like that. That's those guys are more often to be in the that talent pool of kids who are good enough and can get into Stanford. So, you know, to me, it's not necessarily about the style. I, 
I asked Bernard Beer, the AD, the other day, how important is it to get somebody who, who has worked at either Stanford or a school like Stanford? Because it's a completely different kind of recruiting. Sure. You know, you, it's the only school I know where, like, the first question to the recruit is not his 40 time. It's how many AP courses have you taken in high school? <laughs> so, you know, it's, it's a different kind of recruiting. But he has experience in that, having been there. That's really interesting. Uh, it's really. Do you, do you have like in in your mind a timeline? You say that it doesn't need to be a rush, but like, I I, I got to think that like before the first of the year they want to have a coach in place, right? I I would think so. The two key dates coming up: the transfer portal window opens next week. But Stanford is just not really involved in that yet. They say they will be soon. Early signing day though for high school recruits is yeah in near Christmas, like a little bit before Christmas. Yeah. I just you got to have a coach in place by then. How are you going to sign any recruits if they don't know who the coach is going to be? Yeah, that's a great point. And even if – is there is there a possibility that because this wasn't a firing but a retirement, that if they, they hired Greg Roman, there could be some holdovers from the previous staff that could help out in that process a little bit? Well, right now they're all still employed. I'm sure they're all still recruiting. Um, you know, one thing about Stanford is they do get a lot of kids who – it almost doesn't matter who the coach is, right? Sure. They just want that be Stanford, Stanford degree. That makes sense. So, yeah, you know, you kind of rely on the current, like, the holdover staff to help you get through that period. But Stanford is coming off back-to-back three and nine seasons, um, four and eight in 2019. I just can't imagine the new coach is going to keep any of those guys. There's some good coaches, but when you're, you know, coming in to rebuild a program, you generally want to have your own people. I get it. I get it. We have such reverence for David Shaw around here because he spent some time in Baltimore, and, and it's it's a shame to see how things unfolded the last couple of years. Stuart, if, if I could, just are, are you at a place where you could handicap it at all, or we just don't know enough about who the other candidates are that, that that's even something that you'd be able to do? I don't think we can handicap it in part because the you know Bernard Muir, their athletic director, has been there since 2012, and he's never had to hire a football coach. So in terms of like what he's looking for is a bit of a mystery. The only other guy I know for sure – is a candidate is Troy Taylor, the coach at Sacramento State, who is a Bay Area guy and has turned them into a powerhouse in, in FCS. Um, but I have to think there's probably some uh, sitting college football head coaches that they would want to talk to. Um, and, and, you know, other criteria that we might not even be thinking of. They took a lot of pride. I know this. They took a lot of pride in the fact that David Shaw was one of, if not the most prominent, african-american head coach in college football sure um i think they would love to be able to continue that um, but obviously it depends on on whether you can find somebody that's the right fit uh and then before i let you go could you explain to us dummies so the news today about the rose bowl and officially you know the college football playoff will be 12 teams but do, what do we know about is the rose bowl still going to be played on new year's day like how have they have they figured out all of that part of this process because that as a college football fan has been infuriating with the playoff in years <laughs> the best thing ever is when the playoff is the two late games on new year's day like it's just the greatest thing ever and every time that they've had to play a game on new year's eve it's been infuriating so do we know more about how that's going to look well all they know right now all they announced today is the this we're in a 12-year contract, and this thing is going to kick in in year 11. So two years of the of the 12-team playoff under the current contracts. And what they announced today is the Rose Bowl will will host uh, a quarterfinal each of those years, and the quarterfinals are going to be on New Year's Day. So that that much is clear. What happens once they get to what they're calling year 13, when it's a completely new system? I we have no idea yet. Uh, when the games will be. 
Um, I assume the Rose Bowl will still be a part of it, but will they be? That's all to be determined. But the good news is that they got the sign-off that they needed to be able to implement this in 2024 instead of having to wait another two years. So in 2024, there will be first-round games, and then there'll be quarterfinals, and those quarterfinals will be the New Year's, sort of traditional New Year's games, and then there'll be two rounds after the traditional New Year's games. That's right. And I think at some point they would like to move that up because it just doesn't make any sense. The semifinal should be on New Year's Day. Like, it's a a no-brainer. But, you know, it's hard to unwind teams. uh, Like, basically, you would have to shift the whole season up a week. And it's hard to unwind, you know, contracts and whatnot. But this this one they came up with kind of on the fly. They're gonna those my because they have to work around the NFL playoff schedule. So in every weekend, every weekend day, even Monday nights, they're taken right. So they're gonna end up playing the semifinals in kind of in like the middle of the week in January, which is not ideal. That's weird. That's that's really. I guess I mean maybe Thursday night would be available because the NFL doesn't. I'm, yeah. Yeah. Gosh. It's, I've heard Thursday. I've heard one would be Thursday night, one would be Friday night. Okay. And, now picture that, and now picture doubleheader on New Year's Day. Like it's a no-brainer. Man, it seems to make all the sense in the world. It seems to make. And dude, there's just nothing. There's been no that first year when the semifinals. You're like, oh my god, this is perfect. This is everything we've ever asked for in this sport. I they got to get yeah. that figured out. Oh man. Um, all right, SL Mandel on Twitter is how you follow him. Uh, and of course, the Athletic to see all this stuff. Uh, can we plug the podcast for you? Yeah, the Audible. Uh, myself and Bruce Feldman. Uh, we'll have our next episode on Sunday right after the uh, playoff pairings get announced. Awesome. Stuart Mandel, truly appreciate you taking the time for us. Obviously, a big story back this way. Thanks so much for doing this. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. So, you know, that I guess what we learned from there is it. you can call it exploratory, but Stuart Mandel says Greg Roman is definitely interested. So that doesn't mean that he's going to get the job, but he wasn't just having a phone call for the sake of having a phone call. I think a lot of us in the, you know, in, that are in any sort of professional, it's very rare that someone calls you and says, hey, we'd like to talk. Even if you don't think you're going to take the job, normally you say, yeah, I'll have a phone call with you. Because it's just good to know what's out there. It's good to have your name connected to things. It's good to... you Going through the process is something... Here, I'll give. I'll look at Brady as I do this because he's moving into his professional. Well, Griffin's only about a year older than him, so like going through the process is always smart. It's always smart whenever there's an opportunity to talk to someone. I I, I have said before I was extraordinarily frustrated because one time I drove to another state to interview for a job that when I got there I was informed they had already filled, and that was infuriating for me. But. If they had told me ahead of time, look, we want to talk to you. The job that you wanted, we filled. Would you still be willing to come down here and sit with us and have a conversation and explore maybe another role that you know you might make sense for or just we kind of want to get to know you more, something like that? If, th- if I had been presented that, the answer 1,000% would have still been yes. And I wouldn't have been nearly as pissed off about it. I was pretty pissed off to find out that I put all this effort into a job that I couldn't get, right? Like, And then by that point, when they wanted to pivot midway through the conversation, I was so pissed off about how it went that it was it was a, a worthless conversation. But they, if they had presented it to me and said, look, we've just got to be honest with you. We found the person that we wanted. We, we've, got, we've got our person. 
we still like you. We still want to talk to you. And we're wondering if there might be a different role for you. Would you come down? Because the answer should always be, yeah, I want to have that conversation. But we, what we surmise from chatting with Stuart Mandel was this wasn't just Greg Roman having a conversation for the sake of having a conversation. Like, hey, you called. I'll, sure, I'll talk to you. This is more than that. This is, you know, a job he wants, apparently. Or at least, you know, as Stuart Mandel says, is interested in. And if you're a Ravens fan who hates Greg Roman, you say, great, great, go get it. The question is, just just how significant is Stanford's interest? I thought the last thing that Stuart Mandel said was very interesting, which is, you know, like, they really have liked being a place. I think that, think about the Bay Area, think about the type of school that Stanford is, a very progressive place. They have liked having a prominent black head football coach in a sport where, sadly, there are still too few of them, although we think that Deion Sanders is about to get a D1 job somewhere. That The video of the Jackson State um, play-by-play guy interviewing him yesterday, if you have not seen it, hilarious. The, the play-by-play guy at Jackson State does like a weekly interview with Deion Sanders, and this week it, he just said, so, Coach, I'm a, I'm a big uh, Chiefs fan. You know, they're playing – out in Colorado, Denver, can, can we ride together to that game? It was really good. Like, it was a really good way around, you know, how do I ask you about this knowing you don't want to talk about this? Um, and it ended up being really funny, the two of them going back and forth for a little while. Uh, if you can find it. Do you, can, do you got it by chance? Can you? Damn it. Let me see. Let me see. It's, let me see. It can't be that. It can't be that hard. Deion Sanders interview. Interview. Mm, nope, not coming. Oh, there it is. Second thing that comes up if you search Deion Sanders' interview. Literally the second thing that comes up uh, is from yesterday. Am I spelling Dion wrong? I don't know. How do you spell no, Dion? No, no. All right. D-E-R, I found it. Yeah. Two yep. minutes, two minute long? Uh, one minute, 59, something yep. like that. Yep. So good. So good. out in the wilderness. I live in the country. You live in the country? Yes. So I, I didn't wrap this, but I got oh, yeah, it. All right, that's not the one, as it turns out. <laughs> I should have looked at it. It's the same setup as the one. But it's not the one, so I apologize. Oh, go down a couple more. All right. Yep. Bryce uh, ATL. Yep, that's the one. That's the one. Go ahead. Try you that. You know one. my favorite team is the Kansas City Chiefs, right? Yeah. Next week they play the Denver Broncos in Colorado. They, I'm going with you, or you, we going to ride together. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. That's a good one. Now, that's a good one. That's a good one now. I got to admit, now, that's a good one. That's a good one now. That was a good one. Come on, sit back down here. Come on. So why are you gonna do your boy like that? No, 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 I I go. I never been I never been there. And Me I, either. But I'm going I played I'm going there. Well I'm going next week when the Chiefs play so Bronco in Colorado. Denver, Colorado. What you trying to say? I just wanna know I you can we ride together? Where, 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 where am I going? <laughs> That's the best part. By far the best part. <laughs> well, let's go. So, they're playing the di- – okay, this week my team played the Bengals. Oh, you ain't no good, man. But, Cole, I'm just you asking. No Cole, you told me – I ain't tell you what. You told the fella – they told the man they will ask a question. He right. asked questions, and you, he, he asking all this stuff about your beard and all that. You ain't said But when I ask you, can I ride with you to Colorado? Why would you <laughs> – 
Why would you assume I'm going to Colorado? I, I don't, cause you, I, you'd have been to all these places. I've never been to Colorado. But why Chief, would you assume I'm going to Colorado? No, I, I, you ride with me? No, I'm just, I, no, no, you can't say the Chief. That's good stuff, though. <laughs> Is the Chief playing at the real? <laughs> it's pretty good. It's really quite good, right? Like, because if he says you're going to Colorado, he's going to clown him. So it's a good way of getting around it. Um, I guess the the word is that Colorado, Cincinnati, and USF have all tried to hire uh, Dion, and the latest reporting is he's going to make a decision by this weekend. So we'll see. Like, you know, Cincinnati's moving into the Big Twelve, so that does become a a more mm. prominent job next year. Is I don't think USF. I know UCF is moving to the Big Twelve, right? Like, I think that's right. I yeah. don't think US because it's it's Cincinnati, USF. Houston, UCF, and is there a fourth? Is there a fourth? How many teams are the Big 12 losing? Teams moving from... The Big 12 is losing Oklahoma and Texas, but remember, they only had 10 teams. Right. Teams moving from AAC to Big 12. Uh, no, just three of them. Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are the three that are moving. I didn't understand why Memphis wouldn't have moved as well. It seemed like a logical move for them. But Cincinnati, Houston, and UCF are the three that are moving. So... You know, there's two power conference jobs in there now. If you still think the Big 12 is a power conference when they lose Oklahoma and Texas. If you still view the Big 12 as a power conference, I mean, TCU looks like they're going to – they might find their way into the playoff this year. Baylor is still a pretty significant program. Oklahoma State is still a pretty significant program. If you still view the Big 12 as a power conference, then you're going to have two power conference jobs available for Deion Sanders, who – you know, has done such a good job at Jackson State. There's no debate that he deserves it. He has earned this type of gig. I don't know. There's, there are people that are wondering, like, does he hold out for something even better a year from now? Like, he's done such a good job at Jackson State that he's not likely to take a step backwards. Do you say, yeah, Colorado's good, but I'm going to have to put in a lot of work. Maybe I wait one more year and an even better job becomes available. I don't know. I don't know what you do if you're Deion Sanders. It's interesting. It's he probably goes to Cincinnati, right? Oh. I I think Colorado is a better job than Cincinnati is. Like, I I get it. The Pac-12 is tough, and they're going to lose. But it's the, same, it's the same story, I guess, either way. The Pac-12 is about to lose USC and UCLA, but right now still has Oregon. Um, so he's, from, he's from, from Florida. Correct. Well, he wanted yeah. the Florida State job, obviously. Yeah. He wanted that, didn't get it. Mike Norvell's doing a really good job. So, you know, I don't think that that's going to be coming available again anytime soon. They just beat Florida this weekend. Florida State ended up having a really nice season, you know, kind of under the radar as they beat LSU at the beginning of the year. Like, they ended up having a good season. So I don't think that job is becoming available anytime soon. Um, you know, what what is it that you're holding out for if you don't take one of these jobs? I, Colorado is a great place. Colorado, you would never – you wouldn't know this. Colorado was – a, a national champion in the early 90s. Really? Um, yeah. Colorado wow. was a prominent program. Of course, Cordell Stewart was there. Mm. Rashawn Salam, Michael Westbrook. That was a hell of a time for Colorado. It has been a down, you know, 20 years or so They're for like Colorado at this year, point. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah. been it's been brutal. But Colorado, there's a the, the their stadium, Folsom Field, is like one of the most picturesque like locations in all of college football. They have had Really good teams. There is a history of good football at Colorado. Um, to me, it's an intriguing place. It's an intrigue. You see it? Yeah. It's yeah. a really cool place, right? Yeah. Like, it's a really neat stadium. Um, I, it's difficult. It's definitely difficult. There's no way around it. I get it. Cincinnati was just in the playoff a year ago. But, you know, would they have been in the playoff if they were in a power conference? 
I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if they would have been in the playoff if they had played the entire year. They also nearly lost to Navy a year ago. Uh, I'm not... What are you saying about Navy? I'm not trying to say anything <laughs> about Navy. I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't know that yet that Cincinnati has moved into power territory and that just because they're moving into the Big 12, you can confidently right, believe right. that. Colorado is really compelling to me. If I'm Deion Sanders, I'm really compelled by Colorado. The question is, what do you think could... Uh, you know, there's no. I don't think that Ohio State would hire Deion Sanders, right? Like, I don't think that would happen. But what if, like, the people that are, what if Ohio State loses to Michigan again next year, and the people there just really do get pissed off at Ryan Day? They bring right? back Urban Meyer. I, I would think that would be what yeah. they would want to do, or they really wanted Luke Fickle. I think a lot of people wanted to hire Luke Fickle there. Um, but I don't know. I, it's an in, it's an interesting spot for Deion to be on be in. Okay, Greg Roman conversation. We had it. We will monitor it. In the meantime, he's going to continue to be the offense coordinator of the Baltimore Ravens, no matter how you feel about it. Just the way that it works. Hour number two of today's show has also been brought to you by the Stand the Fan Variety Hour. If you missed it earlier in the week, Stand the Fan and Ross Grimsley sat down with the legend, the icon, Jim Palmer. You can find that show right now. Facebook.com slash PressBoxSports. YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. PressBoxOnline.com slash video. When we come back in, we'll get a tidbit, we will get tubular, and then we will get you segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marcus Williams. It's Glenn Clark Radio. Gambling can be a fun and entertaining experience, but there are risks involved. If you're planning on betting on the game at the casino or on your phone or computer, know your limit, stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. Remember, gambling isn't a financial solution and it doesn't mix well with alcohol or drugs. Know the risks and have a plan before you begin gambling. For free and confidential services, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. That first sip. That first bite. Mm. Start your day off right with a delicious breakfast at Royal Farms. Choose from a fantastic selection of fresh Royal Farms breakfast sandwiches and top it off with a rich hot cup of the freshest coffee in the world. At Royal Farms, breakfast is available day and night. It's the freshest breakfast in the world. Real fresh, real fast. Royal Farms. What's up, everyone? This is Tyus Bowser, and I'm excited to tell you that I'm back for season two of the Tyus Bowser Show in partnership with Pressbox and Great Ace Memorabilia. Join us on Tuesday nights throughout the season as I'll be heading all over town with my special guests. And of course, our co-hosts, Glenn and Rita. What is it, Rita and Glenn? What is it? I look forward to meeting you guys and talking a little bit about football and a lot about life. And if you happen to miss the show, you can now catch a replay Friday nights on 1057 The Fan. Get all of your details for the Tyus Bowser Show right now at Pressbox on Bowser. The next Tyus Bowser show is Tuesday, December 13th at the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill, 5506 Harford Road. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Sports betting has come to Maryland, and we're ready to help you win some money. Tune in for Simply the Bets every Tuesday morning at 1140. Fendel Sportsbook GM Leon Twyman and VEASAN's Aaron Oster join the guys every week to give you all of the info you need and offer you a few winners. And every other Thursday at 1140, tune in for Weekend at Bookies as Andrew Stecka and Alloy Sports Brad Cronthal help make you some money for the weekend. So come win some money with us on Simply the Bets every Tuesday and Weekend at Bookies every other Thursday. Brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland. Listen at PressBoxOnline.com slash radio. Watch at YouTube.com slash PressBoxOnline. The weather outside is 
really unpleasant, so it's time to warm up with some comfort classics this winter at your neighborhood Glory Days Grill. Try the twisted ribs and wings combo. It's two full pounds of meat, the mac and cheese bites, Mr. Richard's meatloaf, the citrus salmon, the winter spinach salad, and for dessert, here's internet radio personality Griffin Bass to tell you about the bourbon butter cake. Oh my god, it's so good. Pair it with a blood orange bourbon cider or a devil's backbone cranberry smash. Place your order now at glorydaysgrill.com. Glory Days Grill, great food, good sports. Check out Jeremy Kahn's daily picks at PressBoxOnline.com as he tries to find you daily winners. And speaking of winners, here's a man who once won a media curling contest. And I don't think anything else. He's Glenn Clark. Ginsu Kamado Grill is the perfect ceramic grill or tailgate grill. So either for home or for your tailgating needs. Grill, bake, sear, smoke, all of the food that you want. It's it's unbelievable. Unbelievable cooking instrument is how I would describe it. And you can save $100 when you use the code TAILGATE right now at ginsugrills.com. All right. Um, give me one second here, and then we'll get to Tidbit Tubular and Tyus. Um, I shared something today on uh, Facebook at facebook.com slash Radio. Um, today would have been my childhood and lifelong best friend's uh, 40th birthday. And I've talked about my buddy Chris a lot. Um, we were inseparable growing up. I mean, like, we, we, we didn't have relationships with girls. We had, like, like th- thruples, essentially. Like, they, they, that's just the way it worked. Like, his girlfriends would joke about how, like, we never, they never really got date nights because I would end up crashing them and then I would be in a relationship. And, like, it's just the way that it, it, would, it would, we were that type of best friends. Um, you know, when I moved away and pursued my career, Chris was working as an electrician. And, uh, you know, we were talking earlier in the show, maybe we were talking off the air about demons. And um, dealing, being an electrician, he dealt with pain. And with pain sometimes comes addiction. Uh, sadly, it's how it works in this country. And when I talk about this topic, I, I need you to know, I, I think there's a stigma I think there's a picture that people have in their head about who might be at a place like the Helping Up Mission right now. Um, And I don't think you fully understand. I think a lot of people do, frankly, because I think addiction has hit so many people that it ain't a specific type of person. It's anyone. It's anyone who comes from any background. The greatest upbringing. That's the disease that is addiction. It's a disease. I didn't start working with the Helping Up Mission because of my buddy Chris. I had started working with the Helping Up Mission years before. But what I understood of the place grew even more watching his battle with his own demons. And um, my friend passed away a few years ago. And it I haven't, I've never really been the same because of it. And today would have been his 40th birthday. And I put out a message late last night. I was... You know, kind of in my feelings, and I think everybody that's ever been through grief, you know, understands that it comes in waves, and you don't know when it's going to hit you, and when it does, it can be really overwhelming. And I was feeling a little bit of that last night, and I put it out there, and I said, "Look, man, I'm not." I, and I just was being honest. It would it would go a long way for me today if we could finish up uh, our raffle, and. Um, you know, if we did that on my buddy Chris's birthday, it would be pretty special to me. And I want to thank you guys because we're going to get there. 
Um, I had a couple people that came through kind of quickly and said, you know, the raffle's not all that important to me, but whatever the number is you need to hit your goal, we're going to get you there. So thank you doesn't go far enough. It, it, it really doesn't. It's, it's overwhelming. What we're trying to do for the folks at the Helping Up Mission this year is very different than what we've done in past years. It was easy in past years to just say, hey, could you run to your closet and grab out some old coats that you don't wear anymore and bring them down to us? You don't have to put a lot of thought into that. Frankly, for me, it was kind of a win-win because I needed to clean out my closet most years anyway. My wife yells at me. She's like, you're not wearing this. What are you doing? Perfect. I'll just take it to the Helping Up Mission. But as I told you guys, this year was a little bit different because we, we took two massive trucks worth of stuff down last year, and they, they still haven't gone through it. What you guys did for us last year was amazing. And they came to us and just asked, hey, could we take a year off from coats and clothes? And Drew and I have been doing this for 14 years. This is the first time we've ever not done coats and clothes. So they need underwear and they need toiletries. And we are going to, Drew and I are working, we're going to have a night, we're all going to go over to Glory Day's Grill, and if you'd be willing to go out and buy, um, you know, a pack of underwear, buy, you know, some deodorant. My buddy Mark Miller, whose son Drew played basketball at Stevens. You know Drew Miller? Did you know him when he played basketball at Stevens and Brady? I don't. Great I don't. dude. Great dude. He's now at Avernia. Um, but his, his dad, Mark, you know, messaged me this week, said, hey, I just put in a, a an Amazon order. Um, I'm going to have it shipped to you. It's going to be a bunch of toiletries. And we're going to do that for you guys that want to do that, that want to go collect things um, and and have items to give to us. That would be wonderful. We need underwear, socks, um, undershirts, things like that, um, that you, you got to go buy new, obviously. You can't donate your own. And we need toiletries, and we're going to do that. But it, it felt like it might be easier to do this monetarily. And I set a larger goal than we had set in the last couple of years, I set the goal of $3,000, and even if we don't, even if nobody signs up for a bull pick'em contest, we're going to pass $3,000. And that is so humbling, and I'm getting a little emotional thinking about it, and the fact that you guys got us to that mark on my buddy's 40th birthday is really quite overwhelming. And, um, you know, thank you doesn't go far enough. I'm I'm eternally grateful. I get very nervous this time of year. We're going to be able to keep doing this, you know. Are, are people going to come through? And some of you came through in ways that I'll never be able to to fully thank you for. Some of you came through with hundred dollars, you know, two hundred dollars, five hundred dollars from a couple of people, um, family members of mine that stepped up and said, "Hey, can I close the gap?" Um, you know, a lot of listeners, almost I think almost everyone in our immediate circle, you know, jumped in. Uh, you know, Kyle Ottenheimer got in this morning. You know, I, that that blew me away. I, was, I love you, buddy. Um, Ryan Mink from the Ravens sent me twenty five bucks last night. I was blown away by that. Jerry Coleman, Jerry Coleman messaged me this morning. Jerry Coleman, who has never met a free T shirt he didn't love, messaged me this morning and said, "Hey, can I get in?" Um, uh, really, really emotional thing. And so here's the deal. I had a bunch of people that said, um, I, the raffle's not not for me, um, but I'm going to donate to get you to your goal. So we held raffle spots for them because I do want to run the number and I want to pick a winner because I know that these are prizes that people might want to give as holiday gifts. But the way we're going to do this is if you still want to get in for the raffle, 
I'm going to keep that until tomorrow. At Glenn-Clark on Venmo, GlennClark180 on PayPal, dollar sign Glenn Clark Radio on Cash App. $25 gets you a spot in the raffle. If you want a raffle spot, get in those ways. And we have you're going to see, if you go to the link, um, Glenn Clark Radio on Twitter or GlennClarkRadio.com, you're going to look and you're going to see all the numbers filled. Don't, don't worry about that. Some of those numbers are holding spots for people who just had openly told me, I don't care about the prize. I don't, if, you, if I win, I'm going to tell you to give it to somebody else anyway. So if you want a raffle spot to win the full-size Ravens helmet signed by, you want to go grab that for me if you don't mind, Brady. If you walk out this door and look to your left, up on top of the bookshelf, you'll find a, a giant box, and it's a, the helmet signed by Calais Campbell. It's really it's right in there. There's also two autographed pictures sitting on top of it. You want to bring all that in, I'd, be, I'd appreciate it. We'll show it on the video. Um, full-size Ravens helmet signed by Calais Campbell. Um, I, I have uh, Ty Bowser and Marcus Williams, who you're about to hear from in a second, uh, were kind enough to uh, autograph uh, prints for us on Tuesday night. So one of our winners is going to win both of those, and then the other one is going to win an autographed Trey Mancini print, um, a unique uh, piece of art that uh, our guy Dorsey Art did. So those you see right there, that's uh, Tyus Bowser and Marcus Williams. Prints that are autographed right there, literally from this past Tuesday night. So somebody's going to win both of those. You get both of them. It's a pair of them. And then this, oh, boy, I want to be careful about this because it's got plastic on it. I do want people to see that it's legitimately autographed, but I want to be careful about it because there's actually a, a funny story behind this. There was an incident with this helmet the night that Kalea signed it. Oh, jeez. There was an incident. Um all right, let's, let's be as careful as we possibly can with this. So it's covered in plastic. I don't know if that'll that'll show, but you can see through the plastic. Yeah, I think you can see it. I mean, um, I, I can confirm it is signed. Autographed by Calais <laughs> Campbell, and um, you know, it's not as it's not as heavy as an NFL helmet. I don't know if you've ever held an NFL helmet. Like you, they are burning. Um, but it is a full size. You can see it's not a mini helmet. It's a full size. Uh, replica helmet that is autographed by Calais Campbell. So we will run that through tomorrow, and then we will pick winners uh, for the raffle. What happened to this box? I don't know what happened there. I don't think an anybody's. You said there's an incident. I don't think anybody's. Well, it's not. It wasn't related to the box. It was related to the helmet itself. Um, but I don't think anybody's caring about the box. I think it's the helmet <laughs> that the the winner would want. Um, so you can get in for all of that. Still, despite the fact that you see it full filled. There are people that are on that list that will be happy to say, I don't, I don't want the raffle spot. You can give that spot to somebody else. So we will still take your donations through tomorrow. $25 at Glenn Clark Radio. Sorry, at dollar sign Glenn Clark Radio on Cash App. At Glenn-Clark on Venmo. Um, at Glenn Clark 180 on PayPal. And somebody is going to be winning those. Very awkward. Um, like my... My mother-in-law got in and said, well, if, if I win, just give it to uh, Mrs. Clark. I don't think that would look good. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think that would be a good look if we ran the raffle and uh, Mrs. Clark was the winner. I think that would be a little bit awkward if it played out that way. So we're going to try to avoid that <laughs> if we possibly can. Um, but I, I did appreciate her. That meant the world to me that she uh, stepped up and got in as well. So please, we still have room for you to get in. I am the... I'm not going to hammer you about it any longer because the, the sweat is off. We're going to get to the number that I wanted to get to. I'd like to blow past that number. And we are going to do the bowl pick'em contest. Uh, we've done it every year. 
We're going to get in. It's going to be a $20 buy-in. Uh, the same way as if you want to go ahead and reserve your spot, you can get in uh, now for the Bull Pick'em Contest. We'll just be picking games straight up. That's all it is. Very simple for every bowl game this season. Uh, I guess Brady can't do that because he's still in college. Doesn't uh, d- You don't want to ruin his eligibility. Sorry, buddy. That. Yeah, not allowed can't to do, do that. that. Not allowed to do that. Nope. Um, but uh, everybody else, everybody else that's not currently a college athlete, uh, you can get into the bowl pick'em, and we'll do that as a 50-50 like we did with our World Cup draws. Uh, however many people get in, if we have you know, 20 people get in, then there'll be a f- $400 total pot, so $200 will go to the winner, and $200 will go to the Helping Up mission. Um, I think we've had as many as like 40 people get into this, so we'll take... I, I do want to give people a chance, so I do try to cap it at a reasonable number for that because I want you to feel like you have a chance to win. So if we, if we can get... If we can get 30 people, I'd be really happy. If we got 30, I, I think 25 was a number that I attained. If we get 25, then it's 250 for the winner and 250 for helping up mission. Um, but no matter what, we're going to get to $3,000. And that's just, it's overwhelming, man. It's overwhelming. Thank you to all of you. So I apologize. I know it kind of went off and derailed there and, and it was a little bit different, but um, very humbling, very humbling feeling. And I'm uh, eternally grateful for all of you for stepping up and doing that for us. All right. Let's get a tidbit. Tidbit is brought to you today by the Tyus Bowser Show, which will return to the Hamilton Sports Bar and Grill on Tuesday, December 13th. It's a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights Memorabilia. It's brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists and the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill. Pressboxonline.com slash Bowser is where you find out more. It's really very simple. All season long, you've had the opportunity to come out and meet Tyus Bowser and an amazing array of teammates that he has brought out this season. I mean, a a murderer's row of guests that he has had with him all season long from Mark Andrews, Marlon Humphrey, Chuck Clark, you know, just this week, obviously Marcus Williams, you're about to hear from Justin Houston. Don't know if you've heard of that guy. Uh, I've had an incredible season of uh, great guests and it'll be another one on December 13th. Hope you will come join us at the Hamilton sports bar and grill. All right, so a uh, bit of a slow day in terms of, uh, I guess, you know, interesting trivia that was going around, but I found a couple uh, couple pretty pretty good ones. Uh, so Trace Jackson Davis uh, from Indiana last night became uh, the only player, well, I guess the uh, the only player in Division One history, well, okay, let me, let me rephrase this, in, in at least the last 25 years, uh, to have scored 20 points, 10 rebounds, 4 assists, and 4 blocks, and no turnovers against another AP top 25 opponent. I, uh, interesting, I guess. Only, only okay. player, only player in the, at least the last twenty-five years to do that. Uh, that was from OptiStats. Indiana's good, man. Yeah. They're good. Uh, and then uh, Maryland basketball tweeted out that uh, Kevin Willard became the first coach in Big Ten history to win each of the first seven games of his career by at least fifteen points. I, okay, I mean, I believe that. It's you know, I guess somebody would point out, you know, four of them were against lesser competition, but. You know, three of them were against power conference teams. Obviously, I'm not sure if Louisville counts as a power conference team at this point. All right, and then trying to come up with a trivia, I got a, like two very uh, kind of just very benign. You're not stats. doing a good job of selling these. You right, gotta, well, let me sell. Let's try. Let's try well, a little bit better. All right, so uh, Griffin's two, like, uh, I guess if we have to, we'll do this segment. I guess. Not, all right, all right. I'll come back with a killer one tomorrow. That's it's gonna be unbelievable. Maybe, oh, maybe sell this one, and then I'll be the one to tell you it stunk. All right, maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Tua. Is uh, currently has the highest uh, recorded uh, single season passer rating on third downs uh, since play by play data has been tracked uh, starting in 1991 uh, with 145.6. That is his 
that that is his passer rating on third down. Uh, who are the next two on this list this season? That no, all time, all, all time. time. So in a season, in a single season passer rating on third down. Obviously, there is no way for anybody to know this. So we're just guessing names of quarterbacks. Dave Craig. No. Oh, I really since 1991. Since ni- well, Dave Craig played says, since 1991. Okay. You can get in. You can guess as well, Brady. Okay. Just guess and name the quarterbacks, tough. really. It, it, it's, there's no. You're not. There's. There's no thought. <laughs> Just name a quarterback is what this is. That's what we're doing here. Name Dante Culpepper. No. Steve McNair. No. Kirk Cousins. No. The the the. the Brady, th- just guess the name of a quarterback. I mean, Tom Brady. There we go. Not Tom Brady. That's you, a quarterback. You think. You would think. Donovan McNabb. Not Donovan that. So it's uh, pre-2000, actually, both of these oh, guys. Pre-2000. Yeah, Troy gonna be tall Ackman. For me. Not Troy. Joe Montana. Nope. Phil very, very Sims. Not Steve Sims. Young. Steve Young. For some reason, the Steve answer Young. used to always be Steve Young. 1994, 141.2. Dan Marino. Not Dan. John Elway. Not John Elway. Boo. Back end like of him. 1990s. Back end of the 1990s. See, it was 1999. Back end of the 1990s. Back in. Think about what I was doing. Brett Favre. Not Favre. Got to think about Brad Johnson. No. Back end of the 90s. I saw a few back ends in the 90s, if you know what I mean. <laughs> right, right, right. This guy nice, over here. He nice, knows. nice, nice, nice. Uh, Rich Gannon. <laughs> Not Rich Gannon. Probably m- no Trent more. Trent Green. Not Trent Green. Not Trent Green. Jake Delhomme. Probably known more for playing in the 2000s. Don't. That doesn't. Drew Bledsoe. Mm. No, he was more than 90s. Uh, Vinny Testaverde. Known more for playing in the 2000s. Just a, I mean, I can the just give the, 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 the Settle down. <laughs> God. Keep it in your pants. Peyton Manning. Mm-mm. Known more for the 2000s, played in the 90s. Matt Hasselbeck? No. I think so. Very good year in 1999. Uh, now it's, I'm so glad you said that. Yeah. Now I know exactly who it is. Because clearly I remember that in 1999 it was just a killer year for... Had a uh, Just had a movie made about him. Oh, Kurt Warner? Kurt Warner. I didn't think that was 99. I, why did I think that was 2000? That was his I guess because he won season. it in 2000. Maybe that's yeah. the reason why it was. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Tua, right, I got <laughs> Tua joins those two uh, to have a passer rating of 137 or higher. All right, I'm going to be honest with you. Downs. That sucked. Yeah. <laughs> uh, both of those two uh, went on to win the regular season MVP as well as the Super Bowl How MVP about that? in those respective years. How about yeah. that? So you're saying get your bets in now? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Tua? Yeah. You're racing, you could, you you can ready, say that. You ready to put your mouth where your money is? Uh, Something like that. Something uh, like that. I'm not sure. <laughs> <sighs> All right, uh, very good. That was that was a tidbit. Um, Tubular is brought to you by PressBoxOnline.com/offers. Great offers, like $200 in free bets when you make your first $5 bet with DraftKings. Go find out right more right now. PressBoxOnline.com/offers plus other great offers from FanDuel and BetMGM and Barstool and uh, everybody basically that you can bet with in the state of Maryland. Again, go right now to pressboxonline.com slash offers and take advantage of them today. Here's what's coming up tonight, totally tubular-wise. Of course, we get Thursday Night Football this evening. The Bills and the Patriots open up NFL Week 13 on Amazon Prime Video at 815. 
Uh, ACC Big Ten Women's Challenge, Maryland-Notre Dame is 6.30 on ESPN2. Uh, Mount St. Mary's is at St. Peter's, their first ever game in the MAC at 7 o'clock on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we got some finals in the World Cup this morning. Yes. Uh, so Morocco won their group. Yep. And uh, Croatia and Belgium draw. So that means that means uh, Croatia Croatia's is on. through. Yeah. Yep. So Belgium. Both Belgium and Canada do not make the round of 16. Yeah. Well, I don't think anybody would have bet that. No. I don't think that would have been the case. By the way, I'm pretty sure that's exactly what John Proctor needed. I think John Proctor was pissed off when he got his draw because he got both Croatia and Morocco, and he was like, they're playing each other in the first game. Turns out. Good. Got exactly what he wanted. They're yeah. both through. Um, uh, anyway, the late games today on Fox, you have – where is – on oh, Fox, thank you. Uh, it's Japan and Spain at 2 and Costa Rica, Germany at 2 on FS1. The rest of the college basketball, find at glennclarkradio.com. Capitals cracking tonight at 10 o'clock on NBA. And they're, they're playing the cracking. They're not just they're not just cracking, you know. Capitals are cracking? No, not bad. They're playing the Seattle Kraken, 10 o'clock, NBC Sports Washington. ESPN Plus and Hulu for Oilers Wild at 8. Mavs Pistons at 7 on NBA TV. Round one of the Tiger Woods tournament without Tiger Woods today at 1.30 on the Golf Channel. I don't know if people care without Tiger Woods participating. I'm pretty sure it's just a December golf tournament. And uh, Access TV for Impact Wrestling tonight at 8. Some non-sports highlights. Uh, what, did you say Towson Volleyball? Did you? I, you know what? I did not mention okay. that. You can put that on the list. Yes, right. they Towson play in the NCAA tournament Correct. against Georgia. No, uh, Texas. They're playing in, in Texas, Texas against They're Georgia. They're playing against Georgia. I had it. I had a little piece of everything there. By the way, we found out. But Brian Powell told us the uh, Juan Dixon story that uh, Patrick Stevens and I were struggling with. He wore number five for the entirety of his freshman year. That's what I had forgotten about, including that game against Iowa in Baltimore. And so when I was working the event with Juan Dixon a couple years ago and somebody brought the poster up, he knew immediately. He was like, remember the game. And I, I, you could barely tell. Like, the poster was basically just him. There was only a little bit of background in there, but he knew immediately. He was like, Iowa, Baltimore Arena. <laughs> he remembered it immediately, and he was wearing number five because he wore number five for the entirety of his freshman year because LaRon Prophet was wearing number three. Thank you, Brian Powell, for your help. All right, so in addition to Towson Volleyball in the NCAA tournament, uh, Gossip Girl Season 2 comes out on HBO Max. Ah, wait, it's only Season 2 of Gossip Girl? Uh, I guess they it's like a new, I guess they're doing oh, a third. Oh, it's a new version of Gossip they're Girl? They're like redoing it. I, I don't know. There was a young lady but, I knew that was a big Gossip Girl fan. It never never did a thing for me. Interesting. Uh, You're supposed to move on to the next thing on the uh, list. It's Griffin. a slow, slow night, uh, tubular-wise, uh, non-sports. Uh, David Harbour and Sarah Highland will be on James Corden. Oh, it's out tonight, isn't it? I guess, yeah, that would be. Tonight would be the first night you right, can see, go see Violent Night. Night. Who wants to go see Violent Night tonight? I, I, that, I, I, that, by the way, we, so we screwed that did, up. Did you? But I want to make this as a guarantee. I'm going to go tonight if I can. My wife will be pissed about it. I don't care. I'm going. It's Violent Night. I have to see it. Latest. I'm seeing it. Before the weekend is over, I'm seeing it. We're going to do a better job of preparing. We are going to a midnight screening of Cocaine Bear. Okay, that, is a that, was, what, that was what I was going to bring up. We're doing this That one. looks insane. We screwed this up because <laughs> we were supposed to do a, an advanced screening, but it was, it was the wrong night. It was the night of the Tyus Bowser show. I'm disappointed by that. Really dropped the ball on this one. But we are not missing this because on top of it being the greatest idea in the history of motion pictures, my guy, friend of the program, Senator Clay Davis, Isaiah Whitlock, she. He is in Cocaine Bear. I'm so excited about that. I can't wait. When I saw he that He will trailer. definitely come on with us, by the way, to okay. talk about it. Okay. He is awesome. the best Isaiah Whitlock. <laughs> when I'm I saw so that stoked. trailer, I was like, this might, this must, this must, has to be a top five. I don't know ever. if it's going to be better than yeah. Violent Night because Violent Night is perfect, 
I haven't seen it yet, obviously. But it's going to be unbelievable. I am so excited about both of these films, yes. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, can't wait for them both to be nominated for Best Picture at the <laughs> Academy Awards. Well, I guess it would be, would it be different years? I don't know. I don't know what the t- cutoff date is. I thought the cutoff date was before December. Whatever it is. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't okay. know. I don't okay. know what it is, yeah, we'll but they're both going to be Best Picture nominees because they're <laughs> the greatest ideas in the history of cinema. Uh, the only other thing is Dolly Parton's Mountain Magic Christmas on uh, on NBC. That is a that that's. Out I, I gotta be honest that's with you. I might watch that. I don't know if I watch it tonight, but I'm gonna at some point. I will probably end up watching a ton the of Dolly Parton. Ton of other special. celebrities, and I believe uh, Billy Ray Cyrus. Don't and care Miley. about any. Of that. Don't care about that. Now you're ruining it for okay. me. Just leave it at Dolly Parton. <laughs> all right. Greatest America. Mountain Magic Christmas. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, Brady, where are you on social medias? Uh, so I just got Instagram Brady Three Power. Brady Three Power. Uh, uh, go. Are you gonna go win a championship this year? That's the that's all the right. plan. All right, go win a championship this year. That's Thank you plan. for all of your hard work. Absolutely, uh, this really my appreciate pleasure. it. It's been my uh, you can read Brady's stuff at PressBoxOnline.com. Um, is this your last week? Is this next week? Will next be week's my last, last week. week. Yep. All right. So um, uh, we'll have a little bit more for him uh, from him at PressBoxOnline.com. Thanks today to Brandon Stokely. Thanks also to Ken Zalis. Thanks to Stuart Mandel from The Athletic. Thanks to Santino Coranta. We'll get all of it up in the greatest hits section of the tab at glennclarkradio.com. Stan the Fan will be in studio tomorrow. Uh, Orioles assistant GM Eve Rosenbaum is going to join us. We'll talk about the offseason. Bo Smolka, I assume, will be joining us tomorrow. Pressbox Ravens beat writer. And Damian Lee is scheduled to join us. From the Phoenix Suns, of course, Calvert Hall alum. Um, and now an NBA champion after he was uh, with the Warriors last season. So look forward to catching up with him. Thanks to everybody at PressBox, all of our great sponsors and partners, including Baltimore County Police Department, Problem Gambling, Glory Days Grill, Royal Farms, Costas Inn, Maryland Jockey Club, Baltimore Area Chick-fil-A Restaurants, Great Eights Memorabilia, FanDuel Sportsbook at Live Casino and Hotel Maryland, Maryland Vascular Specialist, the all-new Ginsu Kamado Grill, UMBC Athletics, your local Toyota dealer, buyatoyota.com. Thanks to Griffin at Griffin underscore Bass on Twitter is how you follow him. Follow us, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Glenn Clark Radio. Have a great Thursday evening. Go Maryland women. Duke sucks. Towson Volleyball. Towson Volleyball. Yes, I'm sorry. Go Towson Volleyball for sure. Was UBC Volleyball playing today too? Uh, They play tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yes. Get that on Tubular as well if you don't mind, please. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, It's on ESPN Plus, right? Yes. Yes, ESPN Plus. All right. Very good. All right, have a uh, great Thursday evening. Go those teams. Duke sucks, Ohio State sucks too. We wrap up today's show with segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show with special guest Marcus Williams. Welcome into segment number two of the Tyus Bowser Show. Rita and Glenn with you. Press box and 105.7 The Fan. We are live at Mother's Peninsula Grill in Arnold. Please make some more noise for Tyus Bowser and Marcus Williams. Y'all might as well go home then. Y'all just don't want y'all happy. This is new. You guys are fired up. (laughs) Tyus Bowser shows a partnership of Press Box and Great Eights memorabilia. Great Eights rolling with Santa Christmas Toy Drive. Events get underway this week. A bowling edition Saturday hosted by Brandon Stevens. A skating edition next Tuesday with Daniel Fa'alele. Plus still to come this month, presents with Pepe Williams. And Great Eights, and I'm going to this, is bringing Flick from A Christmas Story to Bel Air on Christmas Eve. Find out more by going to great8smemorabilia.com with the number eight, great8smemorabilia.com. Uh, Tyus, you guys, a bunch of you. Marcus, were you, did you, I don't even know if Marcus was there for this. You guys made a trip over to a place that means a lot to me this week. Um, can you tell me about what it was like for you to spend your day at, uh, at Helping Up Mission downtown? Yeah, man, uh, Helping Up Mission, 
Our guy, uh, Greg Singletary, our head security guy with the Ravens, um, pretty much had something going on up there with the code drive, just uh, supporting the people there by giving them codes, giving them uh, gloves, socks, just different things to kind of help them through this uh, through this winter months. And I thought it was a great thing. It was a ton of guys there. Uh, Marcus, Lamar came out. Um, you know, everybody that you can kind of think of. And just to be able to do that, to be a part of that was awesome, man. Just to be able to see the smiles on their faces, just oh, to see, good. you know, people, you know, meet the guys that they always wanted to meet and just being able to talk and vibe with them. It was an awesome experience. So I really enjoyed it. I was really blown away by how many dudes were a part of that. was a really yeah. amazing thing. Marcus, you got to be a part of that as well, going out to helping out mission and experiencing that. Oh, we talking about the event we was at yeah. the other day. Oh yeah, that was a good event. We definitely, I mean, 5,300 people in, in that oh, space. Man. Not that one. Oh. oh, see, I wasn't there then. That's yeah. why I said All right. I don't think, that's I don't why, think, I don't think he wasn't there. I sold you out then. You said Marky. I know, you, you went to him oh, and you said No, Marcus you're listing guys and you said the tape is going to prove it. We're going to go back and listen. I mean, Marcus Peters. I know the one with 5,300 people was there. Marcus Peters, my bad. I was at the bad. one the next Miscommunication, day. Miscommunication, guys. Man, we man. Gotta be this is how we give up big plays. Oh Miscommunication. Are you, are you on the other team? We can leave. This man really for the other oh, team. Man. I'm sorry, man. It's been a tough few days, you man. You hung me it's out to the dry there, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I'm sorry, man. <laughs> you, you know I wouldn't do that to you. I know you wouldn't. I know you're better than that. I, I know that's true. I'll, I'll probably go. You know, the reason I bring it up, it's a really important place to me. I volunteer with them every month. It's an incredible facility. And we've been doing something this year. We're trying to help them collect. You guys brought coats. They still need toiletries and underwear. So I've been running a charity raffle. We only have a couple of spots left. If you want to hit up at Glenn-Clark on Venmo, uh, you and Calais, actually, you know what, just Calais, because uh, he screwed up your autograph on that helmet last week. Oh, yeah. So we had to fix that. Okay. But I'm going to have you guys sign some stuff for us. And we're running a charity raffle to benefit Helping Up Mission. Uh, $25 to get in at Glenn-Clark on Venmo. We got a couple of spots left. Uh, if you guys would consider making a donation as well, that would mean the world to us okay. as we try to take care of the folks at Helping Up Mission. I love the fact that you guys were there. Yeah. It's an amazing place. It was a great place. All right, Marcus Williams. You, uh, you, you came on my show after you signed in the spring, and you told me about a dude that you had connected with that I think, I don't know that everybody knows about, and I wanted to give you another opportunity can you tell me about your relationship with Eric Weddle and how that came about and, you know, maybe him being somebody that you reached out to as you were thinking about whether or not you were going to end up coming and joining the Ravens? Uh, I mean, Eric Weddle, you know, he, he, uh, he's an alum of the University of Utah, so I first met him when I was in college and I really didn't know who he was. Uh, he just came up there. I really didn't know a lot of NFL guys, but he came up to to my college and I met him. I was like, oh, there's like, you know who that is? I'm like, Oh, <laughs> they're like that's Eric Wet. I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I mean, I didn't really know. I didn't really wait, know. Wait, your reaction makes it seem like after they told you, you were still like, oh, but yeah, who's that? Yeah, I mean, I, I was just, I was just there to, you know, make a name for myself. I wasn't really worried about anybody else for that in that instance. But then as time went on, and you know, I started to grow in the football aspect. Um, I started learning who he was and how great of a player he was, and I started watching a little bit of his film, little, little by little, and. I mean, after I, after I met him, after I talked to him a little more and, uh, 
you know, I I uh, seen how he played and how he how we worked the defense and stuff. It, it really allowed me to up my game a little bit to be that smarter player. And my coach was always telling me, "This is what Eric Weddle. This is how Eric Weddle studied. This is how Eric." So once he once he started telling me that, then I started watching him, and then I was like, "Oh dang, he's one of the highest paid safeties in the NFL." And then so after I actually got in touch with him, I actually you know we actually talked for a little bit. And, um, but when I was about to sign here, I mean. I didn't really have enough time to be like, hey, listen, hey, I'm about to sign. I literally got the call from Baltimore, and then he was just like, dude, you're going to love it. Uh, mm -hmm. As soon as I started started to come, he was like, dude, you're going to love it. Great organization. He said it's, it's, it's a great place to be. So That's cool. So take us through then. What, what did matter to you when you made this? Like you were clearly in quite the demand in free agency. You were a highly coveted player. Why did you want to be here? Um, it's just the history. It's the history of the Ravens. You know, they, they play with a certain style, a certain swag. And when you, when you look at the, at the, at the Ravens over the, over the history, you just see, you see great players who, who are here and make a name for themselves. And, you know, all of us come here to make a name for ourselves. But, you know, they left their legacy. And, it, and for me, I just want to come to a great organization and leave my legacy as well. I feel like, you know, we hear all the time, play like a Raven. That's a very popular term in this town. And so when you got signed, that was one of the things that people would say, like, this is a guy that's going to play like a Raven. And you came out immediately, you know, on fire, you know, getting interceptions and stuff. And everybody felt like this was the, you, this was your home. This was your, forget what you had done before you got here. We know that you were with the Saints. But you played like a Raven literally from the jump. And so it did feel like this was the perfect fit for you to be here. Yeah, I mean, I just, I just do what I have to do uh, one play at a time. And, you know, I just want to do everything I can for the team. You know, the team is more important thing. So for me, I, I wasn't worried about all that outside noise and then what anybody has to talk about or anything like that. I just come in and, you know, do, do my job, watch film and help my team make plays and get us off the field. So I was just coming here knowing that, I just want to do everything I can to help us win, win games. So that's, that's just my mindset. It's cool, man. It's cool. It's the Tyus Bowser Show. We're live at Mother's Peninsula Grill. Reminder that online sports betting is live. Get $200 in free bets when you make your first $5 bet with DraftKings. Go to PressBoxOnline.com offers to see more about DraftKings and other sports betting promos and offers. Tyus, did you, like, you know, Marcus goes down, did you guys bond a little bit before you were back out on the field and he was trying to get ready? Like, you haven't even shared a snap together yet, like, yeah. and yet he's out here hanging out with you on a Tuesday night, really far away from home. Yeah. How'd that relationship come about? I think we've had our moments in the, uh, in the training room where we've had the opportunity to kind of connect, talk to each other. Um, especially with me coming in late, you know, he was always here, so I got the chance to kind of get to know him. I'll be playing my music in the, uh, in the training room, and he'll be vibing to it. So those are kind of like the little small things, the small ways that Wait, we were you the official to. DJ of the training room? Technically, I was. And through our trainer, Adrian, he loved my music, so he was like, you know what, hey, man, as long as you in here, you have cool. all access to be able to play your music. So I kind of took on that role because I enjoy playing some music just based off of the vibe. I don't know this anymore. Who is the locker room DJ? It used to, once upon a time, Terrell Suggs was famously like locker. You know, it's been crazy because at first, at first it was kind of me. It was me, y'all come and play music, but then 
we started getting other guys to bring in speakers and stuff, and then now they blasting their music. So, honestly, I just let them have it because whenever they want to play their music, especially like for practice and stuff, I let them do them. And then if I'm working out, I'm doing my own thing. I just bring my own. Who speakers. takes charge the most? Who's the one that? Um, Marcus, Marcus Peters. Um, I'm trying to see who else. He's a veteran. I'm, like he gets the right to yeah. do. You know, like He's we keep it around as long as you. You said what? I listen to my headphones. <laughs> <laughs> Marcus be playing some different music, man, but uh, for the most part, when I see him in there, he's normally the one hooked to the to the speakers. So. That's what, who's the guy that you don't want to have be locker room DJ? Like, who's the guy that y'all said, nah, 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 we're not, you go ahead and keep those speakers. Like this year or like past? Actually, I would love if you got a story. I'm just here for the, for the. I want to hear. I don't even know what Marcus just said. <laughs> no, but um, I'll probably say Big Baby. Uh, really? Yeah, his music was terrible. This is Brandon Williams. Brandon talking Williams. About. His stuff was terrible. What was he playing? He was really into country, wasn't he? I don't even know. It was just, it was just whatever mood he was in. One time he's playing hip hop music. And the next time he's playing some remix of R and B. Now he has a cover of a hip-hop song with violins going. <laughs> then he wants to do pop music. Then oh, he wants nah. to get to dance. Then he want to go to country hip-hop. I'm like, I don't even know. And this is like before practice. This is after practice. Like, bro, what are you doing? And I'm man? like, bro, you messing up the vibe, man. People trying to get ready for practice. It's training camp. We about to start hitting each other. I don't want to be hearing no cover of Rihanna to no violin before practice. I don't want to hear that. Is that legitimately? Just, no, that's legit. Just violin. Nothing like there was a moment this feels where very he literally Justin had, Tuckerish. No. It, it feels mm. like that that's a that's something that Justin would listen to. Mm. And but nah. Brandon, you're saying Brandon is Brandon the, the, cul would, yes. the culprit? Mm. He was the he was the soul. He was the man. <laughs> Respond because he had the biggest speaker out of everybody. Ah. So when his music was on, it overrides everybody else's music. Like everybody cut their stuff off because you're not gonna hear it. So you have to listen to his music, and it was just bad. Who has the big speaker in there now? I feel like the big speaker now is kind of for everyone. Okay. Because it's kind of like it's in an the arms middle. race. Everybody just went yeah. out. This and then it's two speakers, so one part kind of, uh, kind of goes out to our side, and then to the other wing as well. But for the most part, you connect and it connects in together. So All whatever right, you listen to is what we listen to. What are you listening to? I listen to R and B. That is what gets you fired up. Yeah, I'm smooth. Okay. I'm Jay Holiday, Jaheen. Okay, so. Avon. You know who my favorite is? Who? Chris Brown. <laughs> <laughs> if you are about to go out and play a game, because we've asked, we've asked Tyus this before. We know what Tyus likes. You're listening to Chris Brown? Sure. He's the one that's going to get you fired remember up? In, do you remember in the Michael Jordan documentary where he was like bopping, right? On the, he had the headphones yeah. on on the, on yeah. the bus. And they found out it was Kenny Lattimore afterwards. Yes. You're oh. like, what a random thing for Michael Jordan to be like jamming out to before. You're like that with R&B. Like you're the same right, way. Yeah, it just depends. On, it just depends on my mood. I'm like, okay, like I'm just vibing. Like I know how much. I'm, I'm just vibing. But I mean, I might play like one Meek Mill song before I go out, like the last song maybe. But before that, I mean, you know what? You gotta play. You gotta play relaxed. You can't just play too tense. Like me, I'm gonna go out there. I'm I'm vibing, and then you make plays and you fired up. I mean, if it works, bro. Like, hey, it works for me. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I don't like to be too raw, raw, raw. Like, that's not me. Like, 
But I, if I get a good song, like one last song before I go out there to put in to flip the switch, I mean, when you, as soon as I pass the the line, like all that goes out of my head, and I'm just flip the switch, and I'm just a different person. So it doesn't really yeah. matter to me until I get out there. I remember, I remember when when Marcus came on after his sound. I was like, "Are you the like the the leader type? Are you gonna give him this speech?" He's like, "Nah, dude, that, <laughs> it just ain't me." Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I'll I'll lead by example, but you're just not the type that's gonna be the one getting in there like preaching, trying to have, get everybody to go to church on Sunday. Nah, I'm I'm a lead by example type of person. I mean, I'll talk to guys on the side. I mean, give them tips, but I'm not that. That's just not who I am. I mean, I, I just I just continue to be who I am. And, I mean, I can bring that out depending on the situation. But I'd rather just continue to lead by example and continue to talk to people how they want to be talked to instead of, you know, trying to get their... You know, you know, like people, they, they you don't, they don't need extra motivation. Yeah, they, they should already have it to go out there. So I don't, I feel like I don't need to give it. And it comes off as fake too, right? Like if, if it's coming from me, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, I'm a real, I'm a real person. So anything I say is real for real. It's normally Calais, right? Like typically, that's his role, isn't it? To try to get everybody fired up at this point. I think he's embraced that role, and I feel like that is him too as well. So. Whenever we're getting ready to get on the field or we out on the field in the huddle, he's normally one of our main guys that's going to get us together, that's going to get us right. So, yeah. Marcus, before we wrap this segment, um, this week on ESPN was Jimmy V week. Um, as they celebrated, they showed Jim Bobano's legendary speech. And I know you were someone who was really touched by cancer a couple of years ago, and you even partnered up for a little while with Jimmy V Foundation. Can you tell us that story and how it's continued to shape you as, as a man and as a pro, um, you know, playing for people that aren't here anymore? Uh, man, I mean, I've had, a, I've had a numerous amount of people who, who've lost their lives to cancer. Uh, my aunt, my, my cousin, my grandfather, my uncle. I've had a numerous amount of people who's, who's lost their, their lives to cancer, but to see how they fought, to see how they persevered, and to see how they, they never gave up, um, it, really, it really molded me. To, to be who I am today and I even created my brand uh, the MW marked as winners for that because you know we, we we may face some type of adversity we may we may get knocked down and but you can get knocked down a hundred times but you're gonna get back up 101 times so even when I saw my grandfather you know losing all his hair going bald and getting super skinny I, I, I seen how, how he was still fighting he told me like don't worry grandson I'll be all right like he wow. was still fighting so for me, there, there's nothing in this world that could get me, get me down because, I mean, I seen, I seen what the bottle could be like already, and I, and I, and I know how how someone at the bottom could fight. So for me, I, I just know I keep that on my chest, like even on my, my, my chain, I, I put a breast cancer ribbon on there just to, just to keep it dear to my heart. Yo, you might not be the rah-rah guy, but you just got, you just moved me, bro. <laughs> like, you just got me fired up. I'm ready to go run through a wall right now for you, dude. That's powerful, man. Appreciate it. Thank you for sharing that, no dude. All right, make some more noise. Tyus Bowser, Marcus Williams. <laughs> Pressbox 105.7, the fan. Today's show also brought to you by Maryland Vascular Specialists. Their team of surgeons is Maryland's leaders in ethical arterial procedures. And don't forget that if you're betting online or at the casino, we know it can be fun, but there are risks involved. If you are betting, set your limit and stay within it. Set a budget and a time to stop. If you need help, call 1-800-GAMBLER or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org. 
When we come back in, it's a big week in the world of sports. I don't know if you guys, even Rita is watching soccer. Even Rita's in. I want to talk about World Cup fever when we come back in. This is the Tyus Guy.